0: Candace and Ariel are not final girls.
1: Candace is second to last at best. And Ariel is probably the killer. This podcast is intended for fools, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers.
0: Listen on at your own risk.
1: Welcome to our twisted
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a good look.
1: Bathtub drain. Welcome to not your final girl. It's just us today. It's just me. I'm Candice. I'm your host, and I'm also here with my co-host Ariel. Hello. And we are gonna be talking about finally. I feel like it's been a long time coming, honestly, for this podcast. We're gonna be talking about rape revenge. So just starting off with that, in case um, anybody does not want to listen to that, which I would not blame you. It's a rough subgenre, and not everybody's thing. So. But we're going to be talking about it. Um, We're going to be talking about Ms. 45, a classic from 1981, and Violation, one of our favorite movies from last year, 2021. Mm
0: -hmm. It has been seven episodes, I will say, also, since we have not had a guest. Wow. I just counted.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, so welcome back to... We did not even know
0: how to behave. No.
1: We've been talking for an hour before recording. Yeah, straight up. Like, we have... um, We've not been on it. We were like, "Wow, it's cool. We don't have a guest today, so we don't have we to do like yeah, we, no, we don't have to like get ready or anything." And then we just were just, like off the rails. So it's okay. That's we got all that. Out we of got our all system. that out of our system, and now we're like nice and warmed up. We've had a beer. Which, if that one that one person who
0: gave us a mean review on um, iTunes uh, still listens, <laughs> <laughs> who, that he, he was gave mad. us like a he
1: gave us like a a harsh but fair review, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, because he was like, I like when they talk just them without guests. That's true. Like, that yeah. actually is cool. Actually. Yeah, it That's is. Really nice he of you. just
1: likes us, so. But we hate us, and we you. like to talk to other people. Yeah, so fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably stopped listening by by now because we've gone seven episodes without <laughs> talking <laughs> with just us. <laughs> Which so. one would feel like was almost done out of spite, although we didn't <clears throat>
0: recognize, we didn't know that we review no existed until no. like last week. No, so. I don't
1: look at our reviews. <laughs> nah. I'm too fragile.
0: In or spirit. too smart.
1: But um, just by the way, also if you're listening and you and you like us and <laughs> want to give us a five star review, um, go ahead and give us one on iTunes. It's nice. It helps us out. And um, that's true. Uh, like I said, we might not look at it for long periods of time. So if you have some constructive criticism to give us, yeah. I guess you can leave it there because by the time um, we look at it, it might have. It's probably like long past the time that we'll like. Have be able to like track you down and yell at you about it so
0: yeah because i mean we do currently have a 4.9 out of 5 which isn't bad and our negative our negative review was a three star and it was the headline of this review was it's okay yeah i mean it's kind of great
1: tough but fair
0: i mean i would say (laughs) that about i would
1: say say that about this podcast if someone were to ask me yes if somebody said is your podcast good it's okay i'd be like you know what i have a lot (laughs) of fun doing it (laughs) that's it that's all you need yeah (laughs) Exactly, but you know, tough affair. So thank you for that review, and thank you for everybody else who's left us a review. We love you. Hell yeah! And yeah, we're talking about rape revenge. Today. Back to the rape though. Yeah, back to rape though. Um, which is everybody's favorite topic, I think. Especially just like it's funny to do this this week. Yeah. And this episode is going to be coming out like we're recording this on Friday, and it's going to be coming out on Monday. So this one's like hot off the presses, and
0: not even on purpose. No,
1: not on purpose at all. Honestly, I was sick earlier in the week, so we just postponed until like now I'm just gonna have to like turn around and edit real quick (laughs) but yeah um it's it's kind of cool to record it yeah like do a real fast turnaround like South Park style so we can be like (laughs) real current with the events (laughs) yeah that's That's right because yeah especially like this week has just got me feeling like cool we'll never (laughs) have any rights again and yeah like the world is really collapsing society is really collapsing now so
0: it's really collapsing and also just like in a very specific way that's like going through um, what one might call like the appropriate channels or whatever um, is a bad idea in general
1: like that's a let that be a lesson to yeah. you. Don't pres- don't go through the appropriate channels. To in be life. fair, it always has been bad. Yes, but yeah, no. But like it's a, big reminder. It's even worse
0: than you thought. <laughs> yeah, Jason
1: Blum. Yeah, if you're listening, fucking guy. Fuck you. Also, man, we've just seen the. Uh, yeah, this has really been like the amount of people just showing their asses lately. Has been what's really special to me.
0: God, if you had held a gun to my head and asked me how big of a fan, like how big, how much people would simp for fucking Johnny Depp, like <laughs> six God. months ago or whatever, I'd be like, I don't know, no one gives a fuck about that dude, right? I and you would have been, I would have been wrong, because yeah. everyone loves the motherfucker, yeah. so, in, including our number one fan, Jason Blum. <laughs> i mean I, like that's I don't his even first know. name right it's jason it is yes it's not like joseph or something no
1: okay. <laughs> no it's jason <laughs> joe blum joe blum our old guy mm-hmm. um no i mean he posted like a poll of like who do you think is gonna be more right or something which is this very strange misunderstanding <laughs> of the legal proceedings in the first place and then also just like yeah i think he just what? wanted some likes yeah, I think it was. Engagement. I think it was honestly more of a naked engagement farming, uh, scheme than it was explicitly siding with anyone. Which, so like, to people who that. do not know
0: who Jason Blum is, um, <laughs> he's of Blum House fame. He is the Blum, and he puts the Blum in house. <laughs> so he's the one who's like the of the production company who does. I don't know all those fucking
1: yeah, a lot, honestly, a lot of um a lot of horror content. A lot of horror um is going to be they slash them. Yeah. Um coming out for this his production company um which I don't think we'll talk about that probably. I doubt we'll end up talking about that movie, but um we don't really talk a lot about a lot of Blumhouse movies. No. Not really, but I'm trying to look at... I mean, The Purge, Happy Death Day, Get Out... Most famously, Um, what
0: launched their production company, I would say, would be Paranormal Activity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the most commercially successful horror movies um, in... Still in... In recent history. Yeah, in in recent history. Um, Mm -hmm. There's the new Halloween movies, Insidious. Famously, what, a few years ago, he said that he would... Get more female directors. Um, he, would, he would he would greenlight more female directors' movies if, if they if more women were interested in <laughs> directing horror. If only we could find only. females to direct yeah. horror. Too bad there aren't any. And then he said something weird.
0: It was like a year ago. He said something really weird about like I don't remember. It was this weird tweet about like like diversity quota. Oh.
1: This is don't quote me on it. But like
0: he's he's. He has many missteps, yes. Oh, god. The man has many missteps, and it is... It's not surprising to me, but, like, it's it's always disappointing. And it's also disappointing the lack of... The lack of, hey, fuck you. Because people are like, oops, my career. Can I shit-talk this man? I'm like, moral imperative. Yes, you can, and you should.
1: Yeah, there's really a culture of simping... Just fucking because, stop. And, like, I mean, just kowtowing, I guess, and, and um, being demure about things. And, and you know what? We don't... We're not... Neither of us are looking for a career we're in Hollywood. And, and also, honestly, at this point, I'm like, everything is fucking coming down. Like, how many years do we have yeah, left? I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I don't care. I'll talk it was, shit.
0: You know what? It was really frustrating to see, like, this recent tweet of his about the Johnny Depp stuff. and And, like... I've seen stuff, like, blow up in the horror community, specifically on Twitter. I use the word horror community in, like, scare quotes. Um, The
1: horror crowd? (laughs) The horror community. Horror people Um, on Twitter. People who like horror on Twitter. Stuff will
0: blow up in there and people, like, kind of, you know, dogpile on it. Because that's what what Twitter's for a little bit. It's fun to hate Um, things. But on this, you know what I mostly saw? People say, logging off now. Oh. So be- and and I don't know maybe I'm reading into it but like I saw that and I don't see that with other shit it's like oh so mm. we can't pick on Mr. Blum Sir Blum is safe because he's top dog mm. but someone else lower on the you know the chopping block we could probably yeah, get no, we'll
1: destroy them.
0: but Jason Blum like I don't know heaven forbid we say that was fucking out of line fuck you
1: we have to log off of Twitter. It's also like it's also something that I've seen in general with like the the Depp Heard trial stuff. Is that like people won't comment? Have yeah, have started to recognize that like something is fucked up about it, but they also still have it in their minds. Like for some reason, like this is a celebrity engagement thing. This is like this is like celebrity gossip or something, and it's frivolous. And I, hmm. if I engage with it, then I'm. Uh, like lowering myself to that or something so i'm just gonna like not care about it and honestly i felt that way in like you know as the trial was kind of starting that i was too, like, me too because i was looking at social media and being like why is it trying to shove this at me why is i don't any follow of my business... any celebrity shit yeah and then like gradually realized like oh it's actually about more than that but like well and it's in a court of law so i mean yeah, it has precedent and that's like... what i should have thought of from I didn't think about that in the beginning. And it's also just, like, a media spectacle that's just, like, caused people to display the most naked misogyny I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and I mean... And that's saying a lot. Yeah, so. absolutely. And we'll talk about, probably, I think we'll get into this, um, weirdly with violation, is that, like, I mean, I've definitely seen how straight-up misogynist people are still because I was on Reddit in, like, the year 2012 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And was like, oh, this is just what a lot of people think. Yeah. And actually, I think the first time we saw it, um, reference to that was on Reddit. And, like, kind of was like, and I, it was, like, so adamant that I was like, this seems like a weird thing. Like, I would have just believed that, that guy was an abuser. But, like, I mean, I guess, like, if, <laughs> if people are saying, like, why would they have reason to care about this? Then it just blew up and I was like, why is this always in my face all the time? Yeah. So I get it. I don't know. I get it, but it's also just, like, man, it, like, snuck up how hard a blow this was.
0: Well, and I think that also some people, like, I don't know. Like, the people that were logging off, like, I don't want to say, like, blanket statement. We're just, like, not trying to do, like, tank their career or whatever. Which also, that's, like, fine. Like, you do you. You got to look out for yourself. Like, yeah, that's also fair. Yeah, I mean, and we can talk um, shit because
1: we don't care. We literally work in <laughs> libraries. <laughs> we
0: don't
1: give a shit. We have but day also, jobs.
0: like, yeah, so that's... That's me also talking out of my ass a little bit. But also, I think also people are logging off because, um, you know, someone might be, like, a survivor of abuse or, like, domestic violence no, or whatever. Oh, totally. Um, and, like, this is just too much. Like, this is, like, you doing self-preservation. And, like, I mm-hmm. say self-preservation, not self-care because self-care is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you are preserving and saving yourself. Mm-hmm. This is not some, like, mumbo-jumbo whatever. So that's fair. Like, I don't want to shit on people for like doing what they got to do like being terminal terminally online is not necessarily the answer no
1: and posting is not praxis no. etc so right slash i'm not sure podcasting is either. Is so. this like the this is the catholic crossing of yes fucking online yeah this is it posting is not praxis and <laughs> yes but sometimes... uh, forever and ever amen <laughs> but i mean also posting can be bad <laughs> So, yeah, it can be. Like, posting such a can, goddamn goddamn do, mouse posting can do insane reality warping shit. Uh huh. And I'm still losing my mind a little bit. So, um, thanks for listening to us decompress about this <laughs> insane week. And um, if you are also, I don't know, feeling crazy about it, you're welcome to hit us up. Yeah, for sure. And scream with us about it. So, I like I said, we've been probably meaning to get around to this for a while. We've been talking about
0: honestly both of these movies for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, not really in conjunction with each other. It just kind of happened.
1: No, not at all. And I hadn't seen this is the first time I'd watched Miss 45 in uh like for this episode, mm-hmm. which is exciting. And I figured we would talk about that one first because that it's like It's foundational. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very formative to the subgenre. It's kind of classic rape revenge. Yeah. So Miss 45, 45 being like point forty five, like 45 caliber. Mhm. Written by Nicholas St. John and directed by Abel Ferrara. Um, After being raped twice in one day, Thana turns to increasingly calculated and uncontrolled acts of revenge, all while gradually disposing of the body of her first kill. Every day, on every street, in every city, women are insulted, abused,
0: threatened. Are you planning on going with someone? like to go with me? Much too beautiful to be a model. What's her secret? What is she hiding?
1: Where is she going? What's the
0: matter?
1: one yeah i watched it like last week it's an exploitation film Mm -hmm. which is uh exciting i love exploitation films yeah me too and it's it's kind of fun because violation is kind of like the opposite um and we'll get into that i guess but there's they have so much in common
0: weirdly like more than i thought because i saw this movie maybe like two years ago i um shout out to a podcast that no longer exists although you can listen to a lot their archived episodes is Switchblade Sisters. Yes. And like I watched so many movies because of that podcast. Love that podcast. Um and and someone, I don't remember who, but a filmmaker picked um Ms. 45. And so I was like, "Okay, wait a second. Cuz I I don't know, like I had seen some Revenge and like never super vibed with it as like a subgenre, but I've always been kind of like curious about it, you know what I mean? So and then I saw that one and I was like, "I love I love this movie. I completely vibe with this movie. Um, So, and it's funny because it is pretty, I would say, still indicative of the subgenre. So I don't know, like, why this one stands out for me above, like, other ones. Because I don't even think this is, like, a super watched one of the subgenre. I think a lot of people haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, I wonder about that honestly because it is like yeah, it's foundational but it's also like I mean it's not one I hear about that often necessarily. Mm-hmm. Though also this is kind of a like this is one of like the reviled subgenres of horror Absolutely. which is why this is which like, is why I love it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um yeah, exactly, torture porn um like the the rough like I mean it's like exploitation. Is it like
0: a subgenre of torture porn or would it just be
1: I don't know. It depends Maybe because not. it's also like like some of it is exploitation, some of it is torture porn. Yeah. Um I mean like if like oh uh, I mean I spit on your grave honestly is probably like the I spit on your That's grave and one. what is the other one? Last house, last on, the house, on, the house left. on the left. Which I don't really like last house on the left.
0: I haven't seen it. See, I'm a bad
1: wow, a hor- a bad, bad horror critic. critic. But both of those definitely fall more into torture porn and like okay. exploitation for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this one is like weirdly like <laughs> Miss Forty Five is kind of fun.
0: I feel like it's really fun. It's yeah, it's like a lot of
1: fun <laughs> for um for being what it is. Like I mean Last House on the Left, um and I Spit on Your Grave have moments where you're like, yeah because like I mean obviously you need that at some point. Yeah. Um,
0: this one does it does too, but in a way that like there's so
1: much of it. There's so much where you're like, oh fuck yeah! Like I mean, it really yes. it hits you like hard in the beginning. Where yeah, for like she literally she it hits you with like New York is a bad place and it's <laughs> yes. an evil cesspool of criminality, absolutely, which is so like 70s yes. 80s kind of shit, like the crime wave or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and and yeah, like you you. It puts you in a position to be like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening because yeah, she does get raped twice in one day. yeah, um, like
0: the luck of this woman. yes, yeah. not good.
1: yeah. and I feel like um a lot of honestly like a good amount of rape revenge and um now I'm thinking about the Nightingale um oh, kind wow, of does yeah. that to you where it like it puts you through one like kind it of does. first thing that you it's know like a is one coming. Two punch yeah, yeah, the one two punch where you say, um you're like, Oh, oh, okay, okay. I knew that was coming, and it was bad, but you know, now Whatever. it's over. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets you again and worse. Yeah,
0: that's tr- yeah, that's true. So
1: yeah, she, um, Santa. Like, first of all, Thanna is mute, um, which is a big part of her character, I think. And she's also very. She seems to be very timid, which also would kind of come along with being mute, I think, for most people. But you see, where like the people she works with, she's a seamstress. And you see where the people she works with are able to kind of tell the men who are leering at them and, like, you know, saying stuff to them to, like, fuck off and leave me alone or whatever. And Thana seems very defenseless in the beginning. And then, yeah, you see her, like, literally just get, like, pulled into an alley like this kind of, like, I don't know, honestly kind of a a very, like, conservative (laughs) boogeyman-like situation to happen because that's not really what the majority of of, of rape is. Yeah. Yes. Which Which we'll talk about because mm-hmm. we'll get into violation. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, but it's really scary. I mean, for one thing the guy's is wearing a horrifying mask. And, and it's she's actually grocery shopping. Yeah, like, it's she's just grocery mundane shopping mundane
0: and like walking moments. home. Yeah. Yeah. The mask is really scary. The mask yes, is really God. scary and I
1: guess what's is Abel Ferrara who like played the first rapist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he he does a good job. Yeah. It's really um, he kind of whispers to her afterwards in a way that's like really, like, yeah, that moment. And he
1: says, he says, I'm going to come back.
0: He's, yeah, well, that's the thing. Which and is, it's like, is
1: just inflicting terror for no reason.
0: And that's that's something that feels very, because, like, this scenario is like a conservative opposite of wet dream. Wet nightmare, I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever. Because we're, we're going to call this wet shoot. nightmare. This is what the episode's <laughs> called. Um, but, um, you know the the bad the bad version of that. Um and but like that part feels real, not in a way that someone might necessarily say that to you, but just like that fear of like this is ha- going to happen again, and I have to just live with like the flinch reaction that this is going to happen again. Yeah,
1: this movie really understands PTSD. Yes, but also absolutely. I think in some ways it understands like the impulse to rape someone because yeah, like that is something that happens like yeah. intentionally like like knowing that you're that you're causing someone trauma and wanting to like amplify that as much as possible
0: that happens a lot in that this is movie. something
1: that is real
0: and seeing like there's a lot of music in 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 this movie and i like the soundtrack a lot i really like the, the soundtrack weird is so shit
1: interesting <laughs> unhinged i love it and um, it's very like exploitation like i could tell this is super budget yeah
0: Um, but it's, uh, the moments, at least I think the first scene too, I know the second scene, it's not scored and she doesn't speak. Mm -hmm. So it's like very, you just have to sit with your own mind. And so like, it's weird because like, I've seen rape revenge where it's like, it might feel a little bit more viscerally upsetting. I've seen like rape scenes in films that might, that I feel like I've had a stronger emotional reaction to maybe, Mm -hmm. but like, this one like does make you sit almost like in a meditative way where you're just the only thing you have is just like your own self in that moment. And it yeah. is disturbing in a way that I've never seen.
1: Yeah. And like it, it kind of it does like leave you alone with it in a mm-hmm. sense that like where the way that you feel when something traumatic is happening where it's like it goes by super fast, but it just like but the reverberations of it hit you harder. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this, uh, she returns to her apartment after having literally just got raped and then there's someone who broke into her house and then he's robbing her, but she doesn't have any money. So he ends up just raping her again, like finding that she find uh, kind of opportunistically finding that she doesn't speak and that, you know, and he's, he's not going to anything he's on, else. He's
0: turned on by just like, like you were talking yeah, about
1: by the state of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's turned on by that helplessness and the, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And and is verbal about it. It's disturbing. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Yeah, and this one
1: like goes way longer. But also, um, we now get a payoff where she very mm-hmm. symbolically grabs an apple, sh- a red apple-shaped paperweight. <laughs>
0: okay, um, <Eve>. yeah, <laughs> and, go off
1: whatever, and um, brains him with it. Gore is not great in this. Um, very exploitation film. Yes, so. very exploitation mm-hmm. film. There's, um, though, there's exploitation films with great gore. Not that's to, true, that's true. Not to at all shit on any of these films who have gotten mistaken for real snuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. there's, like, so there's suddenly, like, finger paint on this guy's head, which is fine. <laughs> so we understand that well, that we means understand. he is dead. Yes, but um, but the horror also is in that yeah it, we see like the reverberations of what's happened to her, kind of like keep hitting her even after this guy is dead and just chilling in her bathtub and now she's at work the and she's a fucking
0: lug. The thing about this movie and Violation, both of them are like we deal with repercussions. Yep, and in a way that's so like. You're dealing with repercussions, I guess, of rape, right? Where it's like, well, what if someone fucking killed you for that? Because that's what you fucking deserve. Mm -hmm. But also, oops, what if that person who did what was fucking deserved... Still has some sort of karmic
1: debt to pay. Yes. Um. Yeah, and it is like it's so cathartic is, to see that moment yes. where she kills him, and you're like, oh good, oh good, oh god, this is like finally. Yes. Coming to some. But it doesn't disintegrate like a Buffy moment. vampire, you know? No, like no, it's not like just, an easy it's clean just a body now.
0: And and that's the thing where it's like, I love that because you you feel the like, you know, for anyone who's been raped or assaulted, like, yeah, dude, like I would, you wish you could have done something badass in that fucking mm. moment. And you didn't probably, um, and that sucks. But like, yeah, shout if out to the did, people who
1: did kill somebody, <laughs> right?
0: Fucking props to you, bro. Um, but like, if you would fucking done that, there would still be a wait, right? Like, you'd you'd still you still would have been, have been raped or assaulted or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yes, and, like, absolutely. That's still it's sucks. not.
1: It doesn't end any differently. And then also, she's dealing with literally. There's now a dead body in that's her apartment. It.
0: And that's such a good metaphorical weight that yes. we manifest physically. And, like, to ever do away with that, like, I don't know. There's nothing that bugs me more than, like, a movie that has someone kill someone. We don't see what happens to the body. I'm like, sorry, like, that is where my mind is. Like, yep. I need to know what happens. Um, You don't have to deal with it maybe central to the plot like like this movie does and like Violation does. Um, but I really respect a movie that does deal with the centralized plot. I love realism. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it works as a metaphor so well. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because also she is kind of like reborn in this moment where she's someone else. And I mean, that is true. She has to fucking snap to it. And she's like, I
0: guess I'll saw this man into a bunch of pieces and stuff him in my fridge and freezer. Yeah.
1: And then, and she changes. Like, I mean, she, like, you see her kind of like at work the next day where she's just kind of adrift and traumatized and mm-hmm. trying to figure out her life you know trying like just trying to like go on mhm and people notice that she her coworkers notice she's upset and they start like bombarding her with questions and yeah um she's just horrified you know you see her later on she can't on. respond yeah yes she can't she literally can't respond and i mean like
0: cuz she is like mute but she literally like just is physically almost incapacitated at in yes. that moment like, that feels like all, a secondary rape a little bit. You yeah. You know, like, she just cannot respond. Well, yeah, where you try to go
1: back to life and you just can't adjust back yeah. to being the person you were.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's... This movie is so, like, expressionist, and I am such a huge sucker for anything that's expressionist. I'll, I'll just love it. I'll love it automatically. Um, And it's so, like... Because we were when we were watching it, it was like that couldn't really like they wouldn't really be in. It's like they yeah, there's not go, Thana,
1: Thana, Thana, everybody. Thana, on, are you okay? All of a sudden,
0: Oh, whoa, oh. and it's like obviously that's not really happening. Like there is like a level of reality that's not being, hap- like that's not being perceived here. But that's the whole thing. Like she doesn't, she's not operating on a level of reality. Right. She's she's gone subterranean. You know, yeah. this is something else now.
1: Yeah, and it's so like it 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 really like it captures the after effects of trauma so well. We're like, yeah, you, you we even get like a mirror jump scare where she like looks up into the Ugh. mirror and sees It's a really effective The guy from the scare. alley. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah.
1: Um you see his hand go under her sh- like I yeah. feel like it goes under her shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's getting undressed to get in the shower Yes. and um all of a sudden this guy's hand is on her. Yeah. But yeah, then we have a body in the bathtub and she's she saws him up mm-hmm. like i feel like this is where like she cause she just leaves him and she goes to work the next day and then she kind of sees that she can't live her old life yeah and then she's ready to saw the guy up
0: <laughs> <laughs> she goes to it and we'll, we'll pretend yeah, like the then, knife was sharp up in a
1: very <laughs> new york move i feel like where it is like when when you live in a big city it's like i mean what do i do with all this trash <laughs>
0: dude it's so funny cuz she does like break it into these little bags and then like the rest of the film she's trying to get rid of these yeah bags. she's
1: just got this whole guy i was talking about it's like it's always sunny in philadelphia when they're like he wouldn't murder d because he'd just be cutting her up forever and ever and be like is this just one person this <laughs> that's is, like so much body that's the movie <laughs> she's got so much stuff she's got so much guy in her fridge okay and the, cr- and the, the yeah oh, yes yeah, the the it does way feel- okay. that it's dispersed wow, i was really thinking about like how much of this guy is there? Yeah. That's how it is. That's that's sort of expressionistic too. That like you're you're trying that's to true. like unload oh, this shit. stuff and throw it away and like yes. leave some of it somewhere else. But there just keeps being but more. It keeps,
0: there keeps being more. Honestly, yeah, I feel like there might be more than there actually would be feasibly. because it's a metaphor. And then also the way like from just like a pure like like writer's exercise. They do not, like, disappoint. Every time she takes out a bag or two, because she usually double dips, mm. um, to get rid of body parts, it's always fantastic. Like, it's never the same. It's yeah. not just, like, the same yeah. dumpster or, like, we drop it in a dumpster. It's always something different. It's always, a po- like, a push to move the story forward or the character forward or introduce a new element of stress. Like, it's... Um, I don't know. I don't know the this, this writer at all but like it's kind of genius like it's just like story writing genius
1: (laughs) yeah like really clever
0: and fun um like the scene like I don't, like, there's so much humor in where she drops Mm -hmm. shit or she'll drop something and then later on someone who's, like, a homeless person is, like, digging through the trash for food and you know they're gonna come across that fucking trash bag. There's
1: also, there's multiple homeless people who come across the bags, including, like, a lady who's, like, muttering misogynist shit to herself who has one of the bags of meat, like, in in her cart. And it's, like, a gag that you're, like... It doesn't
0: even have the payoff in that moment, but you can just kind of think about it and know that the payoff exists, um, which is such a fun thing to do, right? Like, that's, I feel like, respect for your audience. Like, you're like, you get this. You know Yeah, it's gonna totally. Happen. Um, so, that's always fun. Like, whenever she takes out a bag, there's a little bit of you that's like, oh, what's going to happen
1: with yes. this body part? And not only does she have the bag now, but she has the gun mm. that the second rapist we didn't even talk about left that. behind.
0: She has a fucking gun. She has the 45. Which feels like another metaphor for the trauma. Um, right?
1: Oh, well, yeah, it, it feels like a like all like all of a sudden you have this like anger that you want to yeah. like unleash. You have something on that's people.
0: like out of control. Yes. That will hurt you or hurt someone. And and in a way that like is expressionist because for a while she doesn't run out of of ammo. She just has it's like a mystical gun. She just keeps shooting it and
1: I know. I was like, I don't think that holds more than ten rounds. No,
0: absolutely (laughs) not. But she she just it just exists and like to the point where like towards the end she's literally having these completely like fantastical sequences where she'll go through Central Park and like has Almost like a like a Kung Fu showdown or like a Western showdown. Yes. This
1: is where I'm saying. It's like, it's kind of fun. Like, it is fun. Especially when she embarks on revenge. And then she starts wearing... Okay, I will say, she's always wearing an outfit. Like, Dude, everything she's wearing, I'm like, my this. God, girl.
0: God, the, everyone's outfits in this movie are incredible. And yes. hers are amazing. But yes.
1: she starts out wearing, like, white and blue and, yes. like, gray. She wears some black... She's wearing, like, a black, like, skirt suit, kind of, like, in the first day of, like, the story. And then, like, yeah, she, um... Then she converts, like, as she, like, goes on re- her revenge path, she starts wearing red and black. It's so like, black she widow she starts shit. literally dressing like a black widow, yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. hmm Um, and she starts wearing lipstick, yeah. which this actress, um, what, Zoe Lund? Mm-hmm. Um, has ridiculous lips so and she's she's a model Yeah, so
0: like it makes sense like she's stunning she's
1: so great to watch and the the choice to make her mute is interesting because like it works on a like metaphorical level but it also is something where it's like she's a model so like she should probably act with her face
0: yeah and she does great It actually makes a lot of sense yeah yeah that's true if she were someone who was doing speaking roles yeah I don't know how great it would have been yeah She's not an actress for the yeah. film.
1: And she doesn't like I mean, we also don't need dialogue from her really. Like, um, especially because so much of what the revenge path is, is that she just puts herself in places and waits for a dude to come along. Um mm-hmm. which kind of reminds me of Always Shine in a weird <laughs> way. Where like uh like I always think about that movie or yeah. like the one friend who like is kind of more She's way more like loquacious than the other, yes. like, and she's kind of always fumbling like romantic encounters or whatever. She just shows up and starts like just being there, and, n- and doesn't. Suddenly, talk. it's different. And all of a sudden, all the dudes like this guy yeah. is like, I just feel like we he have such a connection. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all she did was not fucking say anything. Yep. No, that's true. Wow. So yeah, she. I mean, she. Yeah, it comes across some nunchuck-wielding tufts in Central Park. She she's small down. comes across um, a, a photographer who notices that she's so beautiful and she could be a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes with him back to his place and, and murders him, which is um, one of the more satisfying ones to me. She kills a pimp, um, who was one of the few ones that she doesn't have any interaction with. He's just beating a woman. And so she shoots him.
0: Well, and she starts to become, like, unhinged in a way that, like, made me think of, um, God, what is that? Prevenge. Yeah. The uh, the British film.
1: Where, like... Your revenge starts being less uh, black and white. First it's methodical.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, it makes sense morally. You figured it out. And then suddenly it's like, Okay, yeah, this doesn't fit into my parameters. Like, I'm the bad one in this moment, and like, it becomes that for her for sure. Although I don't know if she fully feels like she's the bad one, but like, you as the audience start to realize, whoa, she just wanted to shoot that guy. Yeah, you just he was the guy. Um, or but even like, it'll play on your expectation with that because like, there's a scene after that where you're like, wow, okay, so she's really morally ambiguous. She's really just completely jumped off the deep end, and then she interacts with a with a. With a man who, she just listens to, and you're like, I don't know. There's that moment where you're like, I don't think he's gonna
1: say anything bad. Like I don't know. She's kind of unhinged. Yeah, he starts he starts rambling on and on, and you kind of can hear where there's some like, there's some red flags maybe in what he's saying, but he hasn't admitted to doing anything. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. Wrong. But then
0: suddenly he does. And he suddenly and it's gets very there. intense. What he says. Yeah. And um, that's when she kind of she still is governed by whatever moral code she has or whatever and that it's one like is, working for her in that uh,
1: That one is so interesting too because mm-hmm. she goes to shoot him once he finally confesses and the gun misfires or it doesn't I think she forgets to cock it yeah, so she I think that's what she it is. fires at him and she doesn't like nothing happens but he realizes now that she's been pointing a gun at him yep and he like kind of thinks about it and then he kills himself
0: it's so weird because you Which don't know what's gonna happen. Which is such an
1: interesting moment, I feel like. Um Yeah. Like, I'm even kind of still thinking about it as to, like, what it means. I don't know, because it's like... It's almost like he, like, looks at her and is like, you know what? You're probably right.
0: I feel like that could definitely be probably, like, the most logical read. But then also, like, it's... He also sees it happen as almost like a Russian roulette kind of thing where it's yeah,
1: like yeah yeah Is she <laughs> like, out of bullets or Yeah, exactly. Or what?
0: Is she out of bullets or what? And also like am I doing this to fuck with her? Like am I shoot mm-hmm. am I doing this thing? Cuz in this moment like she's Oh, you she want me control. dead? Maybe I'll
1: just fucking do it.
0: Yeah, and then like you know what? Maybe on one hand like I do think I deserve it, but on the other hand if I don't this is some sort of divine intervention shit and like I'm terrorizing this person who deserves it. You know what I mean? Like, there's something yeah. really chaotic about the. Yeah, moment. totally.
1: And it is. Because it scary. is completely spontaneous. Like, I mean, I mean he, he just fucking shoots her. himself. Yes. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I definitely don't know what the filmmaker intended, but like, it reads very ambiguous. But I feel like yeah, the most obvious one is that he's he is he realizes that like
1: yeah that that maybe there was something to that
0: like she's the angel of death in that moment. Yeah,
1: and he's like, "Okay, okay, okay." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which he already seems like he's kind of on the edge.
0: It is really scary though because he does take the gun and you're like, "I don't know what's going to happen."
1: Mhm.
0: And she that the thing is like she looks very afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're
0: you're taking your cues from her and like she's afraid in that moment. Like this isn't like a situation where like she's certain he's going to do anything. You don't know what's going to happen. And then even when he cocks the gun, like she doesn't know if it's going to go off. So it's very like who fucking knows which I love like that's not like you can't be heavy-handed about that because I think there's many reads you could have <laughs> in that moment yeah. you know so
1: yeah I love that moment because it, it's so complex and like mysterious yeah and there's there's so much more like after this like I mean she's in full rampage mode now yeah um, she sets herself up like we um she's She's like addicted had, to it at this point. Yeah, totally. No, like I mean, she's on she's on a path, and yeah. like, there's no return no. at this point. <laughs> no, no. Um, and she has like had this whole interaction with her boss this whole time, who has been really creepy. Not he's been creepy. He hasn't done anything. Okay. Yeah. Like straightforwardly, like inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But also, you're just getting not, you're getting vibes. You're not getting good vibes from him. Yeah. Um. And he um, basically is kind of telling her, "You're on thin ice. I want you to come to this Halloween party," which is totally normal. A, yeah, a normal, a super thing normal your boss, work discipline kind of way. maneuver. So yeah, that's kind of where it starts to be like, "Oh, oh, okay, he's um, he's trying to get it." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He asks her to be his date. Yeah, and of course she says, "Yes, I'll be your date," because she's in full <laughs> rampage yeah, mode. Yeah, exactly. And um, she d- she does this dressed as a nun, so good a, as an as a sexy nun with bright red lipstick, mm-hmm. beautiful. <laughs> um, this Halloween party is amazing. Like <laughs> There's so many
0: good costumes. God, the costumes
1: are so good. Like the like this movie had a very low budget, but what it did with it just Chef's kiss. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it did really good. And yeah, so she rampages at this party. She kills her boss, which I mean, if you're gonna kill a patriarchal figure, you should probably kill your boss. Yeah, I mean that seems to be that's that seems to be a really logical conclusion for where things are headed. I would say so. <laughs> yeah, and then she just starts shooting every man that she sees, mm-hmm. and then we kind of see this very phallic imagery, which the gu- a gun is already very phallic, mm-hmm. but we see very very phallic imagery of her. You know, tough coworker who's standing behind her as she's shooting people, holding a knife literally right right over her crotch.
0: Yeah, right at crotch level.
1: Yeah. Really blatant. As she's kind of finishing uh, or or continuing her rampage, her coworker stabs her with a knife. And she turns to her, thinks about shooting her, but lowers her gun and then says, Sister. Sister. Yeah, it's The so only good. word she's spoken. Yeah. And then she dies. And it's the last word of the movie. It's the last word of the whole movie.
0: Ugh. And the reason, the whole, the, the, her co-worker took advantage of this moment of hesitation that Thana had, where she was unsure, like, in her, like, unhinged rampage against, like, what she, like, she is so sure she can perceive, like, someone's gender right like she's Mm -hmm. like I know men and I know women um she's she's like kind of I don't know encroaching on turf territory a little bit um or maybe a lot Um, yeah I mean
1: this movie definitely doesn't have any room for uh gender to not be real (laughs) yeah
0: yeah exactly um so she's very much like but then she she hesitates because she's unsure because someone is in a costume that is a bride
1: yeah she's
0: not sure who who they are. She doesn't know. She's like, Is this person a man? Is this person a woman? I don't know. And she is hesitating. She's holding their her gun um at them and she's just she doesn't know. And um and I mean like the film doesn't really tell you, but eventually she does shoot. But in that moment, that's kind of when her coworker takes Takes that opportunity and does stab her. Okay,
1: you know what? Now that we're saying this, maybe this movie does have room for gender to not be real, because yeah. of that, because of this whole moment. I mean, that's she the hesitates thing. to shoot the She's bride. Not sure, she doesn't. And know. then her coworker assumes a uh, phallic <laughs> object, <laughs> object status.
0: Her coworker who is like decidedly I would say like a woman like who has like kind of established herself as a woman yeah
1: but she's also definitely the most outspoken and the, like the toughest she's of someone all of who them. would like
0: probably have like she's like she's got like big lesbian en- energy for sure mm. um I mean at least like I'm this movie came out in what 81 yeah, I'm seeing this in 2022, in the year of our Lord 2022. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck it meant in, tw- in but now perceiving it through mm. the lens that I
1: have. Yeah, she's a little bit more butch than the She's rest.
0: super butch. Um, she has big lesbian energy to me. Um, yeah, and so she's she has the knife dick, and she 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 takes advantage of that moment of hesitation because mm-hmm. yeah, the the main character can't decide is this per- does this person belong
1: in this space or not is this person safe or not yeah that is and that is honestly like man that is also extremely complex yeah it is because you're looking at this and you're like I know like you feel for Thana and you feel mm-hmm. for why she's doing what she's doing but right. also you know that this is not right and it's not the it's not the way to go about this
0: and the movie has complicated your view of her Crusade before this point, right? Um, and shown you that she's very unhinged and like isn't operating on a level of reality. So like even when it feels right, like it's the Western or the the Kung Fu movie or whatever, or the spy movie or whatever, um, you're like, this is unhinged. This isn't real. And then, but then it even has things that slip up where it's like, well, even her own lens.
1: Shows that something is wrong. Yeah. Okay. Also, this is true. Some of the kills do have different genres. And I they do. Like, love that so they much. They do. It's, it's so good. It's
0: very fun. Yeah. So like, it's already proven to you. I don't know. I hesitate to use the word, the phrase unreliable narrator, just because it feels complicated to you. It feels fraught to use that in a rape revenge.
1: Yeah. Plus like, um, I mean, is she an unreliable narrator? She doesn't tell you anything. That's true. How could she lie to you?
0: She's not really telling you anything. Um, But yeah, something like that, right? Where it's like, okay, this isn't like exactly what it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, But at the same time, like she has real trauma. Like this film is not trying to say that she's not coming from a place that's like deeply hurt and deeply traumatized. And like what happened to her was something that was, that was very real. Again, it was unscored. It was mm-hmm. like completely brutal. And just like, she yeah, it was not even...
1: cinematic at all. It was like, it was just, like, laid out.
0: That's the thing. And that's, like, that's worth noting, especially what we're gonna fucking talk about when we talk about Violation. Yes. Oh,
1: my God. This is, like, gonna be such a good segue. Yeah, which
0: we can segue immediately. Because, like, I don't mean that, like, this movie complicates... She was raped, and she is coming from that perspective. Right. But And but, this movie uh, lets you know that that is, autom- like, that is believably the case, and that is not up for, like, debate.
1: Yeah, but what it tries to complicate is... Where do you go from there? Yes. And (laughs) what is the best way to deal with it? There is no righteous path, I guess. Yeah. And I guess, like, the the kind of like uh, milieu that it's in of like New York, and it's a bad place, a dangerous Mm -hmm. place, and there's bad men in the city um, definitely feels like a conservative viewpoint. But the more I think about it now and the more I talk about it, the more I don't think that this is coming from that at all, especially the way that it complicates gender in the end. Yeah. Where it is like, I mean, but who who are you against? Who are you against? And who is against you? Yep. Um,
0: because at the end, really, no one. Yeah, I mean, like her boss, which like he well, sucks.
1: yeah, and and he's a boss, exactly. Which is a patriarchal figure. Aside yeah. from that man's dick or whatever. There's um, so
0: many people in that scene that she kills that you feel like the pain. A similar pain that you felt like yeah. when she was raped.
1: Especially since, like, it, it pans across the crowd and you just see people existing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as she's going through shooting, the you're like, no! Yes! <laughs> Not that guy! He was just vibing! Oh, no,
0: that guy's in such a stupid-looking costume. Don't kill him. I was Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this. Um, this YouTuber I follow has a um, concept that she calls... Getting roasted in a beret, where when you take like a stylistic risk and you go out dressed in something you wouldn't normally wear, you're inviting the universe to do something embarrassing to you. <laughs> <laughs> because, and so I'm like dying in a dumbass Halloween God. costume every time I wear a stupid costume out. I'm like, what if I get murdered
0: <laughs> and I'm wearing this? And this movie does nothing to like allay those fears.
1: No, out. not at all. It could happen to you. God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it does a very good job. <laughs> it does a very well, and it's very like, yeah. I think it it has a lot to say, I'm sure of its time, but like now too, because like thinking about like all I can think think about with that last scene is like turf shit. That's all I can think about, and just yeah, like this is what happens. Like when you become like this rabid gender essentialist, and yes. like this is kind of a lot. And of you're striking out blindly
1: that. at people who have hurt you, but. These people haven't actually hurt you. You're striking out at the, like, figures of people who have hurt yeah. you.
0: And you haven't... And also, you have no idea. Like, whatever call you make about someone, like, has no... Speaking of, like, expressionism, has no base in reality. Like, we have no claim to reality. We don't know what that is. Like, we're coming from our own perspective. And yes. so, like, fuck you for thinking that, like, you can be able to claim something about someone just be because of... I don't know, something you, you think about them when you see them. That doesn't yeah. make any sense.
1: And and I love the idea that, like, when you're striking out blindly at men, you're probably usually right, to some degree. <laughs> like, <laughs> most of the men that she kills that's are true. are scum, to some degree. Yeah. But also, it's like, do they deserve death for that? I don't know if I don't know that's clearly established.
0: It's definitely not clearly established. And also, like, it's also true that, like, when that becomes the crusade, it's like, there's going to be collateral damage that has nothing to do with that. And so, like, even best of intentions, like, it's really not going to end very well. And it's not, like, moralistic in that way. Like, I don't think it really punishes her for that. No. It doesn't feel like, haha because she did this, she deserves to be stabbed. No,
1: it, it feels very much like she's on, like, it, just a trajectory where there's nothing good that's going to come from this.
0: Yeah. And that was started by something that was out of her control. Yeah. She was grocery shopping. And when, yes, (laughs) exactly.
1: And and when it ends, it's something that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And like, it is like the ending where she just says, like, sister. It's like a release.
0: Like, there's some, some sort of like, I don't even know what it is, but there's like an emotional release, not for just for her, but like the audience when you hear that. Yes. Because she feels, I don't know what it is. Does she feel betrayed or is it some sort of
1: it's so what neutral it? It, it's not it's so ambiguous like mm-hmm. yeah what is it it's like so i think it is to some degree like betrayal but it's also it but, the, the, but it that is word it also feels is... like a, a like out like a like an exhalation so it feels like very really and that word also. is such a
0: connection right like yes. when you say sister that means like we are connected and that's so that's something that's like The opposite of betrayal in that way. And it
1: feels kind of like an opportunity, like, missed. Like, something where, like, these people... Honestly, she and this woman haven't known each other. And they, like, you feel... At least I felt the whole time that they should.
0: I mean, yeah. And that feels relevant now, too, right? Like, just shit with, like, fucking... People are always talking about work culture and shit now Mm because of, like, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, all these people that it's, like, yeah, I don't owe you anything just because I work with you. But also it's, like, I don't feel like I have that many friends. And part of that's because I probably, like... Don't connect with a lot of people at work cuz I don't yeah. feel like I owe them anything, so but then people also around you, you know. Yeah.
1: But this is the kind of thing about like, I mean, I, not to get off like topic, but like service work. Yeah. It connects you with people in a way that like working in an office does doesn't. Doesn't.
0: Yeah. Well, because you're not as often verbally and uh, physically abused it's as true. you are. It's true. It's
1: absolutely true. <laughs> if we're going to be real about Man. that shit. Yeah, totally. Ugh. I love I love that this involves work in some way, too. It super does, which like
0: I'm thinking about it. I guess violation kind of does tangentially. She talks about work a lot, but it's not like situated in her workplace. And this is interesting too, because in violation, we
1: don't really know what what she, she does. does. We don't know what anybody does really. We don't know what anyone does in no, that movie. No, we're only like in these few moments with them. So let's talk about violation. Written and directed by Madeline Sims Fuer and Dusty Mancinelli told non-chronologically a tangled web of betrayal assault and strained relationships leads Miriam to enact a brutal revenge plot against her brother-in-law and sister complete with elaborate body disposal. Yeah. body disposal is what we have like um, hugely in concretely in common today mm-hmm. but also a lot else so we can talk about that I miss you do you. Yeah, I miss what we used to be like. (laughs) That's when Dad started calling you my white knight. Brainwashed her. just doesn't do everything you say anymore. I have to tell you something and I don't want you to freak out. Why would I freak out? It's about Dylan. Okay. Don't get angry. I didn't know your sister was such a badass with a knife. You've created a reality that is completely different from everyone else's. Where you're this saint who gets tricked into doing bad things. Don't fucking
0: touch me! Don't fucking touch me!
1: Back
0: in your
1: So, if you think that this description sounds complicated, it's very, very complicated. Um, and I will say, this movie is brutal as fuck, and also disgusting. So, yeah. More um, than, uh, like... Ms. 45 is not that way. No, Ms. 45 is kind of fun. And this movie, at no point, is fun.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, it's part of... Part of it is just, like, the plot. But also, I want to shout out, like, my... Like, one of my favorite special effects fucking... Like, my special effects hero. Which is Tanil Shockey. Which, she... I don't know, like... Who this person is, except that I follow them on Instagram. Oh, okay.
1: Damn. <laughs> and
0: um, it's the same like people behind uh Channel Zero, all the Channel Zero, oh, Zero which shit. Channel
1: Zero has amazing gore, insane,
0: like beautiful, beautiful gore. I feel and, like and like
1: amazing special effects, like the fucking tooth child. Yes. Horrifying.
0: I want to say the I want to say they've done stuff for Hannibal, but I could be wrong.
1: Oh, I think Hannibal too. Yes, I think that is. I feel like I've seen those together. So if you Hannibal also has insane gore.
0: Yeah, that's like like Hannibal has such good
1: gore that like sometimes you see where somebody in Hannibal is fucking with a bra on or something, and you're like, why is this happening? And they're like, oh, I forgot this is network television (laughs) because this show is disgusting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, that, I don't know how that happened, because this is, like, a really, like, indie film. Yeah. I don't know how this connection happened for, like, Neil Shockey to grace them.
1: Yeah, it might have just been very interesting work to do. <laughs>
0: but I will say that, like, yeah, the reason, like, we have, like, something that makes you feel, like, viscerally, like, grossed out is... Entirely due to Tenille Shockey, so yeah. Shout out to like the person, the, someone I'm obsessed with. Basically, low key. After way.
1: after watching this movie, I'm also obsessed <laughs> because holy shit. Yeah. Um, so I will say this was one of our favorite movies of 2021. Though we didn't have it on our like top list when we talked about 2021 because we hadn't we didn't watch it until the beginning of this year. I think
0: yeah yeah Yeah. we just we We meant to we We both meant to watch
1: it and we just didn't make it
0: it was like okay so like it did not make when we wrote like our top 10 for 2021 this was like an honorable mention as in like hey shout out to like what we haven't seen yet
1: okay yeah yeah
0: and then i think we watched it together after like shortly afterwards we watched this
1: movie together like and we were getting drunk. We were so, so fucking we drunk. We got tanked. And so by the time On French seventy five. On French seventy fives, so we're like just on some bubbly shit. And like <laughs> as so like the as the fucked up stuff is happening, we're like so I don't know, we're like, Woo Like we're we're like really getting yeah. it. But then it also was like so sobering. <laughs> like, it was, was a like weird oh, thing. oh God. Oh okay. I'm still drunk, but... <laughs> it's a great movie to watch, Super
0: Tanked. Yeah. Probably sober, too. It was, it was too. very conflicting.
1: It was... Yeah, you know what? The second time I watched it was sober. I was sober, so, too. Yes. So, and that was also great. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say... So, I we're going to get into this. And if you haven't seen this movie, I really recommend watching it before um, you listen to us talk about it. But also, I know we have a lot of people listen who are not going to watch this movie. So, we are going to spoil it. So, if you want to hear us talk about it, um, I think it's worth it. And this Um, was also
0: one that you almost picked for the sisters episode.
1: Yes. I almost made my sister watch this episode because I just, I love the like sister dynamic in this. It's such a good, it's like one of the better sister dynamics. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And, and I so, I so relate to it in a lot of ways, but also I could not make my sister do that. So I made her watch Raw instead, which like I told her I was doing you a favor. <laughs> she was like, I'm glad you did me a favor because raw is disgusting. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, it's, um, man, I don't even know how to get into it. It's like told non chronologically and it just, it's so like complex and, and so much of this, they did such naturalistic, acting in this and like dialogue the dialogue is obviously like largely improvised where it really feels like these people have connection to each other and like whereas Ms. 45 kind of draws on um at least initially draws on the threat of like strangers in a Mm -hmm. scary city um this is so like this is in nature, for one thing, so completely polar opposite. They're, like, in the woods, mm-hmm. and it's just They're them. They're very isolated. We just have, like, this cast of, like, mostly four characters. Mm-hmm. There are no rapists post-grocery shopping. No. No, there's no strangers in an alley. Mm-mm. There's just these people who know each other really, really well, and, like, well enough to really hurt each other. So. Yeah. Um. And nowhere you can go. And nowhere to go. Which like yeah. you wouldn't, even in if fact, you were in the city. Yeah, because, no, like that's a, the intimacy of the relationship. Yes, but. there's there's a really significant conversation that happens while they're literally in the middle of a lake <laughs> swimming. I
0: love that scene with the God, floaties. God, it's so good.
1: Ugh. Um. So yeah, we have um, we have Miriam and her sister Greta, um, and Miriam's husband Caleb and Greta's husband Dylan. Who I think that they're at Greta and Dylan's house.
0: House is it their house? House or they're like weird or maybe, maybe
1: they're maybe they're like the lake, house house? lake house, in the woods. Um, yeah, I think you're right because okay. I think that's where the I think that's where they go back to later.
0: And there's a lot that is in this that you do have to kind of piece together, partly because of the chronological. Yeah. But also because they don't over explain, which I like. If a film's gonna do anything. Then under explain
1: your shit. Yes, please. I don't want to know. Love town. it.
0: Thank you. Let me do some fucking detective
1: work. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we kind of glean from this that I mean, we see. I think Miriam and Caleb in the car on the way there. We also kind of see that their relationship is falling apart. Um, it's very
0: tense. It's very strange. It's
1: very tense. In fact, like it's easy to forget after kind of everything that happens in the plot. But early on, Miriam and Caleb are in the shower. And she oh, is kind see. of trying to talk to him and he's not saying anything to her. He's just not saying anything. No. And you get to a point where um, she's like, what are you thinking about? And he says, we'll talk about it when we get home. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the worst thing you could yeah. ever hear. Horrifying. Oh! So, yeah, their relationship is definitely on the rocks. You find out after a while that they haven't had sex in like a year. Um and it's kind of a shame I saw a review talk about this and I agree it's kind of a shame that you don't really get anything from Caleb you don't know anything about him
0: yeah I do wish that there was more I mean I guess I guess you don't need it like it's not like yeah. A huge sin, but it is unfortunate because like- It's I do unfortunate
1: think... that he's a character in the movie dude. And he's around. Get, and you get but...
0: you get that interiority from everyone else. And I think the actor absolutely provides interiority. I'm not saying anything about the actor. He honestly does a great
1: um, job with what little he's given. He does a really good job. But as far as script wise,
0: yeah, it's, they they don't, they don't give it. It's not a level playing field as far as with him and the other actors. Yeah. They don't give him a lot. To develop.
1: Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. But there is so much that, like, there's so much, like, dialogue and, like, uh, the conversations that happen, like, particularly um, Miriam and Greta and Miriam and Dylan, like, the conversations they have with each other, like, I kind of found myself the second time watching it, like, smiling along with, like, their dialogue. Because, like, there's, like, just kind of fun, like, naturalistic banter that feels like they really know each other and, like, they're genuinely, like, funny and make each other laugh Mm -hmm. and, like...
0: You know what, I I guess though like
1: Like they'd be fun people to hang out with.
0: I guess if we're thinking about like this film is not I would fully call Ms. Forty Five like expressionist filmmaking. But this movie's not. But if you're if you're going from like obviously like the main character is Miriam in this and like it does make sense that she would interact with her sister in a certain way and interact with her sister's husband in a certain way, but her own husband
1: her own husband is freezing her out because well and they're she's on freezing him out. Yeah. She's
0: so like in that yeah, way Yeah, she has
1: been doing whatever has been happening with them.
0: Yeah. For so like a it while. makes sense in that way that like we don't know shit about him because like we're seeing this movie Yeah, I don't entirely know what from her I don't
1: know what solution there would be to that besides having him talk to someone else because yeah, they're not communicating.
0: Well, and do we see a scene that involves someone like do we see a scene that Miriam isn't involved in? Not really. No. Because it's so centrally her. Yeah. It's her story. It's Yeah, like from we don't her see Greta
1: and Dylan talk to each other unless she's no. watching them.
0: So, like, it makes sense why we wouldn't actually have the interiority of her husband, except what the actor brings, which is mm. incredible. He does such a good job. He's very
1: good, yes. He does a
0: really good job. Um, So, he does excellent, and I think you can have that with him. So, I feel like that critique is almost... It's almost unfair because it's, it's like... It's
1: hard because what would you do?
0: She doesn't want that. She yeah. has at least subconsciously, like, moved on from this person and is trying to to logically extricate herself mm-hmm. from this guy she wants a divorce from.
1: Yeah. Well, so. and it's not even like that. He wants a divorce from her. She wants to try to... She, like... Wants to try to make it work, but also like she says that she wants to want him. She says that, but it's but like, like it feels like just, she's just hanging on. Yeah, it feels like, like a
0: very mutual, like, no, like she hasn't she's, admitted it.
1: Yeah, she is like physically separated from him. Yeah. But yeah. she also is still hanging on. She's not cutting him loose. Like
0: intellectually. Yeah. And he's like, I'm done with this shit. I can't do this anymore. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm. So so yeah, it's very complicated. We don't really know. One hundred percent, what's going on with them? Which feels really realistic. Like, yeah, it feels totally. Like
0: normal life. So much of
1: this is like the, the amount that you would glean from a vacation <laughs> to a lake house. Yeah, with exactly. Two even someone you knew well, you're like, yeah, I totally. I don't really know where they're at and with be this. Be like, huh? They seem like they're not even talking. But it's to each bad. Other. Yeah. Though. That's
0: all I know is that it is
1: bad. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and you definitely get that there's um, Greta and Miriam have, the- man. These, these actors are so good, like, just their connection feels so real, mm-hmm. but also you feel that there's tension between them. Well, that's and also part of
0: the, re- the realness, I think, mm-hmm. because I think with, like, I think with sisters, like, you're not going to always have just, like, this kind of, like, geniality. No,
1: not at all. And especially, I think, like, as sisters, you kind of go through phases. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes you really get along and sometimes you're... Sometimes it's going to be bad. Sometimes you're having strife. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, they do a very good job of, like, that uncertainty of, like, oh, is it gonna pop off? Yeah, like, and like,
1: well, like, obviously we love each other, we're family, but, you know.
0: We're gonna be yelling. And it's yeah, we make,
1: might, we might yell and cry at each other It's gonna make you point. as the
0: audience deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> and we won't leave. Yes. We're stuck with each other
1: forever. But, like, yes. you guys are gonna want to turn it off maybe for a second. And... So, yeah, it centers around sort of i I guess we see and like there's a few really s- pivotal scenes that man they work so well. <laughs> there's um Miriam and Dylan around the campfire after everyone else has gone to bed, mm-hmm. where they're talking about just they're both drunk and talking about i I guess like Miriam's talking about her shit, um mm-hmm. but they're they kind of get on the subject of like being a good person, whether you're a good person, whether you're doing the right thing. Um, and I guess no one says anything about doing the right thing. Miriam talks about whether she's a good person. Yeah. And um, that that's kind of funny to me because, like, this is such a useless question. Um.
0: She just wants to be validated. <laughs> but she,
1: I do feel a sense from her and, like, one that I really identify with that she wants to be doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, well, and I I don't even know if it's wanting to be doing the right thing. I think it's just she wants someone that she values to say, you are good.
1: She wants someone to see her and realize that she's doing the right thing to her. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's trying to.
0: Exactly. Like, beyond, like, whatever effort you're putting out, like... The intention you have, like that's what everyone wants. Yeah, right? like, there's so
1: much with intentions in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot um, with intentions versus actions. Man, yeah. God, and like, uh, yeah. Um. Uh, so she, yeah, she communicates. She and her husband haven't had sex in a year, which she's kind of hinted to her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and her sister's kind of like, "Well, you should try to have sex because that that that's a good thing to do." Like that. And her sister's very that's how like you stay in love with someone
0: her sister's very i feel like they established the character of both of the sisters really well because totally. the, her sister is very much like which like i probably err on this side of like okay well let me throw out some advice to you right now yeah that's probably very unsolicited um but also i understand what's happening intrinsically and i don't need you to say it but maybe that other person needed to say it
1: and also like i feel like her sister is like misunderstanding the situation because like she's kind of like yeah well, and I I don't know if she's even misunderstanding entirely because she understands Miriam does want to stay in this for I think whatever just, reason.
0: I think Miriam really needs to say it. Yeah, and I think that she doesn't value that she needs to say it. Yeah, and I think Miriam yeah she doesn't ask. She doesn't ask she doesn't at all. She doesn't ask. She, she just, just kind of kind like understands. like, all right, I get it. And then like Miriam, on the other hand, like her like fatal flaw or whatever is just like that she's. There's something about her, which I didn't super see as much on the first watch, and the second watch I really saw, like, that they they are dropping hints all the time of, like, there's something wrong with Miriam, right? Like, there's something <laughs> a little wrong with Miriam. Oh, yeah.
1: There's definitely something fucking wrong with her.
0: And, like, it, like... Like, there's
1: tension between her and pretty much everyone. Um, I mean, there's tension between she and Greta. There's tension between she and Caleb. Mm-hmm. She and Dylan are too close there's to make There's some sense. sort of tension. But yeah, it's there's, not... <laughs> there's, te- there's not, like, animosity. There's, like, tension that really shouldn't be there. There's
0: sexual tension. Yeah. For sure, between yeah. them. You,
1: you definitely, if you get this... I mean, they seem to have known each other long before he and Greta were together.
0: They were, like, childhood... They knew each other in childhood, yeah. It's implied. And, like, it's it's just, like, also, like, you know, she's kind of, like, okay, shit starter. Um, you know, like... It's funny because like yeah like also like when I can relate to like the sister I can also relate to like the Miriam of like oh yeah you were unhinged and you did yeah. weird shit when you yep. were a kid and you socked somebody or you like fucking screamed mm-hmm. in their face and like everyone thought that was cute and like a little weird but like that's you that's yeah, the no, personality she's just still
1: like this as an adult
0: yeah and it's like okay well huh we do have to grow out of that but like maybe Miriam hasn't grown out of that right there's something about her where it's like what did she, what did she do to the kids like. She's all like, they, they, they call her the white knight for her sister, um, where she put bleach in the... Fla- in the um, yeah, in the flower in the beds
1: of um, the family of some kid who called her sister a slut.
0: Yeah. And it's, like, such a thing where you're like, hell yeah, do that. But then also, like, yeah, that's going to have some consequences, probably rightfully so. Well, and it, it feels <laughs> like
1: she, yeah, she lashes out, and she seems prone to lashing out on her sister's behalf. Mm-hmm. And um, in a way that
0: her sister does not. In a way condone, that her sister never
1: asked for, and, and has sometimes like, told her to not do specifically.
0: And doesn't like after it happens. Yes. Like it has never condoned it, and also afterwards is like that wasn't cool, yeah. and like that has consequences for me now.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So we get like she's a complicated person. Mm-hmm. She seems like kind of. She does seem invested in fairness and rightness for sure. Like, I mean, and at least in, like, for her people. But Um, that can always be. But also, she just, like, it seems like there's just anger, like, and, and, like, lashing out that kind of comes from mysterious sources or, or, like, dubious sources. Like, it could just be. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with her sister. Well, and that's like something.
0: Like, as someone who has that inclination, like, that's not something that is good. Like, that's, not, like, to have the sense of the f- lashing out in fairness and rightness, like, you aren't God. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to say what is fair and right. Right. So, like, you might want to question that impulse and, like, actually not bleach someone's flower beds just because, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's not something that you shouldn't, you should nurture into adulthood necessarily. Right. Um, or if you do, you have to understand that there is something wrong about that. And like,
1: it will catch up to you in the end. Yeah. And, and really like, she seems to be kind of a difficult person in adulthood. And like, especially her kind of, so like this kind of campfire scene where she's talking to Dylan, she's like kind of confessing some of her sins. And Dylan kind of confesses some of his sins. And she says, do you think I'm a good person? <laughs> Which loaded like, question, Which is such a, like, I'm a shitty person and I'm drunk question to ask, yes. I think. Like, because no one can answer that and say that you're not a good person, especially a guy yeah. that, like, you have to know that you have some sexual attention well, with.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's also not someone... It's not. It's also not something I think you would ask to just anyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think like it it kind of is indicative of like that tension between them. Like yes. there's something
1: there. Yeah, and and she's seeking it specifically. Yes, exactly. She wants all she's it, seeking from him. Sp- it specifically from him. Yeah, and so you get this moment. She also kisses him. This is actually where like that kind of pops off. They um, mm-hmm. and th- I love they're that. They're staring at each other for this loaded moment, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, she kisses him. And then
0: she immediately though is like Fuck, she that immediately anything. says,
1: "Holy shit! Oh, that was a mistake."
0: And you, like, I fully believe it. I fully believe it. Oh, totally. And, like, I mean, it is, like, it's a betrayal. And she knows, she's like, I'm fucked up. This is coming from a bad place. Like, I have some stuff. Right. I have some weird stuff, specifically with my sister. You're in the middle of that. And she doesn't articulate all that necessarily, but you understand. And
1: she also doesn't remove herself from the situation. She She probably should. It's kind of one of those where, like, I mean,. This is something where... Okay, so I said I'd get back to, like, uh, 2012 Reddit, which I will now. <laughs> yes, um, here we go. I feel like... So I started really seeing where um, there was this, like, gross, uh, like, kind of core of misogyny in a lot of people um, <laughs> when I, like, just, like, being on Reddit at that time where, like, it was really, like, it was a fucking cesspool mm-hmm. at the time. And, but, and it was just, like, something where you would see a post that was, like, really mainstream, um, kind of, like, you know, just out in front of everything, basically presenting, like, a situation um, that was, like, well, look, would you call this rape because I was in this, or or what if someone was in this position with a person? Uh-huh. And, like, you know, what if you'd kind of established that, that stop didn't really mean stop, like, you know, because, like, she'd said that, but, she, you know, then also she did this thing. I I really like got I, I got a moment where that I still think about all the time obviously, um, where I saw a comment that had kind of said like, well, things can be really complicated and like maybe you don't need to be worried about whether there's legal repercussions for what you do, but you should be worried about violating someone you care about. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's downvoted to hell because no one cares about that. We <laughs> um, all have to be legally. Everybody cares right or about wrong. being falsely accused. Oh. Um, and defamation. Yes, defamation. No breathing. Of course. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, because they can ruin your life, you know. But, but the idea that you would, but the idea that you would cause harm to someone you care about. In kind of a murky gray area where you failed to care about them in the way that we they needed. We can't entertain that. No. We cannot. Useless. That's like no, nothing useless. that we could ethically. Even no, talk that about. that's a fucking harlot. Yeah. Um, preying on <laughs> your actions um, to smear your good name.
0: Yeah. I mean, we cannot think about these things. I don't understand, but we cannot think about them. That's but that's what. But yeah, that's essentially what happened. Violation that does like, that.
1: Yes. Should she ideally have removed herself from that situation? Yes. Um sure. pretty much yes. Yeah. I mean, like if you're watching this whole thing from her sister's perspective, it's kind of something like, Yes, why the fuck didn't she just go inside? Yeah. Like, especially after that happened. Um and, but she doesn't. And even um, from a
0: certain like voice in her own head, you're thinking that too, yes. right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Uh huh but she doesn't and we we move on from the situation to see her enacting revenge which like which happens before we see the actual scene yeah we don't see the we don't see we don't see the rape honestly until
0: and 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 so like the film asks you like it borrows your belief essentially um before it lets you see something yes and which I love because yes, I feel like absolutely. that's such like a dare. Um, and some people, some critics publicly um, do not take <laughs> us up on that dare. Do not take the filmmakers up on that dare. Yeah. But, um, but they, they invite you to say, well, what if you don't see the scene? What if you don't see the brutal rape or whatever it is? Um, and then what are you going to think about it? And then we'll show you the thing. Like, it does such fun things with chronology that I've never, I've never seen with rape revenge.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, the non-chronological aspect of it kind of, kind of cinches it because of that. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, and also because of, like, the nature of trauma, kind of, where, like... It's not, it's not chronological. Yeah, you don't... Nothing makes sense. everything's out of order. You think about, like, you know, yeah, you see the situation where it's like, man, Maybe like what if I had lived this night differently, kind of like like a mm-hmm. oh, here's what I did and then you Here's come what to the I presence. allow myself to remember. Well, yeah. even
0: with Ms. Forty Five, right, where it's like, you know, I mean it might not be like reality, but it's like she's about to get in the shower and someone's grabbing her tit, right? Like it's just like these things juxtapose and like completely get out yeah. of a timeline that makes any sense.
1: And you've also before The revenge happens, um, seeing her arrive at her sister's house, um, I mean, apparently her sister's in Dylan's house, um, and her sister's like, where the fuck is he? I'm so fucking pissed at him. Um, she's also pissed at Miriam, and she says, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Dylan convinced me to to invite you. I didn't want to, but he said I should give you a second chance, and, um... You see her kind of... She she rants about, you know, the bleach in the flower beds. She says, like, you know, people said you were my white knight, but I didn't want any of that shit. You weren't doing that for me. You were doing it for yourself. And they kind of have this, like, you know, sister conflict. Mm-hmm. And then she goes inside to make the ice cream because someone needs to make the ice cream and Dylan's not there. And you um, don't know why Dylan's not there. Yep.
0: And it takes... The majority of... Well, it takes a while for you to understand why until it's yes, not there. Yes. And it takes a while for you to understand a lot of the fact that there's not... Like, yeah, that chrono- chronologically we're not we're not following any sort of order. Which is so... Another... Like, I love a film that just respects you and, and is like, you will figure it out and you will connect the dots. I understand that you are an intelligent human being. Yes. um, It's, like, very rare to yeah. see films like that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> So, so we get the revenge, which is her, um, luring him back to the lake house, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, he thinks, uh, for another forbidden interest. Yeah. He thinks
0: it's like some more (laughs) like, Which which
1: is really a man, which is very much an indictment of him. He didn't need to come. He could have said, no, no.
0: But he thought it was going to be hot and heavy. Yeah, dude. Well, that's the thing about perspective in this movie is, like, his perspective is very... The film shows you an objective perspective when we finally see the scene, the rape scene. But um, but his perspective, he did not see it that way. No. No, and we hear
1: his perspective on it before we see hers. Yeah, we do. So, we... And, and basically, like, so... But you also get some tells, I think, within this, mm-hmm. as, like, we're kind of... As as she's kind of having him recount it, so... Because
0: you see her face. But that's the thing, like, that, the film is, again, doing a trust exercise, where it's like, well, who are you going to believe?
1: Yeah. But I think you also see some tells on his part, sort of, like, in mm-hmm. hindsight, where um, she... Uh, so, she gets him to come in, she takes off his clothes, she puts a blindfold on him, and she asks it's very him... Very hot. Yes. There's also a fucking large erect dick um it is twitching in this scene and i've never seen a cock twitch on camera before i don't think before this movie
0: honestly the scene the scene is i mean not like
1: other than in porn
0: right (laughs) but But even in porn it's usually like kind of fully hard often uh, yeah anyways like it's like it is a hot scene in a way that's, yeah. like, also complicates. It's, it's
1: kind of interesting. But,
0: but I feel like that's part of why they show this scene to you first. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, like, he's grabbing her, and she's obviously, like, kind of trying to squirm away from she's him. She's
0: squirming away, but, not, but she's fully in control. That's yeah. the other thing that's hot about this scene. It's totally. like She is, like,
1: very doming the situation. So, yeah. Yeah. And she asks him to tell her what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because he says, I've been thinking about that night by the fire. And Mm -hmm. she says, tell me what happened. And he tries to go back. He tries to go very far back to when she was telling him how mean he was by the fire. And that's right before they kissed. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and she says, no, no, don't go, don't go that far back. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of funny because he's trying to go back to the part that he knows was consensual. He is trying to like skip, he's trying to skip the part that was contested. Um,
0: yeah, he's like, this is the green light. Yeah. this is the green light that happened. Yes,
1: the part that, um, like the part that was like murkier. I think in in his own mind now, he kind of tries to not talk about. Mm-hmm. And then she says, um, instead of like tell me what happened, she kind of she goes to like, tell me what you were thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of goes to like tell me what you're thinking about when you're jerking off. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like is inherently like colored because when you're when you're like remembering a situation for masturbatory purposes, I think it's usually not a hundred percent what actually happened. Right. It's gonna be a fantasy. Yeah. Probably. So that's like kind of interesting to me. And then he recalls a situation that is like is consensual and that like makes sense as a consensual situation. Later on, like, you know, you kind of see what happens uh and you see how like he could have mistaken it i guess mhm it's also something where, like i mean well we'll get to it but like yeah you can you see the situation where he's like he's f- made something in his mind of what happened right. and i mean she asks him to tell her about it and he kind of says at first i thought i thought we were past that
0: mhm he doesn't want to talk about it yeah he just wants to fuck.
1: Yeah, exactly. He wants to skip that part. And I mean, we kind of see where, uh like, you know, we go to what happened sort of mid you know, we see her whack him in the head, um and uh like while he's naked and blindfolded. Yeah. And uh then we kind of go back to what happened. Mhm. And it's something, like, I mean, I don't think I've seen any movie deal with this before. Like, this exact kind of thing before. No. We're like, yeah, she opened up to him because she, you know, was being vulnerable in that moment with someone. And, yeah, she was, like, probably seeking validation from a really dubious source. hmm And she was kind of playing with something fucked up. But she also thought that she could trust him. To at least yeah. not do that.
0: She didn't expect what was coming next yes. and didn't deserve what was coming
1: no. next. Like, so. I mean, and you, you, like, totally feel for where um she's been met with injustice. Yeah. Like, and, and betrayal. And, I mean, the title is Violation. There's a lot of violations that happen in this, and this mm-hmm. is the central one. This is kind of the centerpiece. Where, yeah, they wake up, and, I mean, well, he wakes up, and, like, basically you see where she was not awake for most of this scene, um, and she kind of just wakes up to him fucking her, yeah. And, um, and it's something where you know you can see because you've already heard his account of things, you can kind of see where he maybe mistook some things for her tacitly consenting, but also it was definitely, especially in this situation, it was up to him to obtain consent more verbally than, than what he gets. Yeah. Um, At least if that's going to happen. And he kind of, he fails to do that. He fails to care about her more than what he wants out of the situation and what he's imagined is going to happen.
0: Yeah. It's so weird to have like his recounting to her because I think like his recounting to her is like, as you pointed out, like not entirely rooted in fact like we go off of like our memory so like i don't know what's real and what's not it's just like what i remember that happened so like he's going off of his memory but like his memory is rooted par- partly in fantasy and also partly though And i think like as you pointed out like he doesn't want to think about it in a way that yeah. like engages anything yeah. in a way that's confrontational and so that's what we have to like overlay on a scene that doesn't have, like, that's really, yeah, really stark. Like, really shows you in a way where, like, that was clearly subjective. Like, this scene is, like, well, this is what happened, though. hmm And, like, not in a way that's, like, there's no voiceover that tells you that. You just know. You're, like, this is real. This is what happened. This is what the camera sees. Right. In a way that's super, like, just, like, the naked lens of the camera. You, you also can't have lie to that. also
1: literally her perspective, too, where, like, you see kind of, I mean, the kind of, like, trauma memory moment. Yeah. of Like, she's just watching a fly that's landed on her thumb.
0: Well, that's a, the thing that's really interesting, too, about this movie is, like, such... So, like, the nature motif. So, not yes. only are they they're in nature, they're isolated, and, like, that's... Whatever, we get that. But, like the thing about the fly and i think about too there's this scene that they keep coming back to which like in this huge turn the shocking turn wasn't something they planned like it was something yeah, they stumbled upon yeah holy shit of of a fucking wolf burying uh, the the carcass of a rabbit um and they they come back to that and they filmed it beautifully and they just fucking stumbled upon it and they're like let's film let's film
1: holy shit um it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. But just like this idea of It reminds of, like, so much of Antichrist too. So much oh, of this movie okay, really yes. of Antichrist. Which I think they
0: mentioned as a um Yeah, she specifically influence.
1: mentions Charlotte Gainsbourg in Antichrist, which I totally okay. see. Yeah.
0: Um and just like the idea of like nature as like inevitable and brutal and just like and also like cyclical. So like these yes. things like this, um, You know, like, one good turn deserves another, right? Where it's, like, something will necessitate another action. So, in that way, like, it's interesting to look at, like, yeah, sure, like, how she behaved might have necessitated this one action, and then that necessitates what she does. You know, like, there's just, like, all these ripples. And, like, which makes that scene with her and her sister where they're talking in the pond with floaties Mm -hmm. which is silly on one level like very indicative of the whole film right like just looking at like dropping something in a pond and like seeing what comes from it so I thought it was such a beautiful like really really smart like movie you can keep watching and that keeps like kind of opening up layers to you
1: and so much of it was like you know kind of between scenes is like very meditative like yeah I mean there's just like her walking through the forest there's just shots of the forest of like trees of
0: it's really artistic um, but not in a way that feels a 24 if i may no, say no
1: or like i mean we just saw i mean i guess yeah i don't even <laughs> not even or uh we just saw men yeah um we're not gonna just zoom lot in of, on a tree trunk yeah long shots of trees for no reason this is like really it gives you a lot to it gives you a lot, and then kind of decompresses in these moments. It's like um, very sumptuous. Yeah, and like uh, I mean, not even like it, it just meditates on them in these moments where, like, also especially the soundtrack is so beautiful. Oh, so many just like God. gorgeous like choral arrangements where like you're. I don't even know. I need to like listen to it, but like I mean, there's like choruses and like there's lyrics, um, mm-hmm. and. I don't know, like, it feels like it's doing, like, a lot in these moments that are very quiet, um, Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, not a whole lot, like, plot-wise happening. Yeah, you can kind of think about, I mean, in a way, in a
0: different way, because Ms. 45, like, sometimes, like, when it wasn't scored, right, and I talk about, like, it's making you sit with yourself, this movie does that, too. Yeah. But it just has, like, a really lush score, and you're, like, in a forest, and so, like, in a way that almost feels... It's funny because like Ms. 45, I think like sometimes makes you confront something in a way that if you were really sitting with it is very brutal, but then like violation has a lot of like special effects that are really like will hit you harder. Mm-hmm. But if you sit with like the forest and like the music and stuff, like, yeah, it, it can kind of hit you in a like almost just like more palatable way, yeah. you know, Yeah. <laughs> but it's still meditative and still kind of makes you think about it with like yourself.
1: And I mean, yeah, it has Miriam, like, it essentially films that, like, Miriam, like, runs into this wolf with Mm -hmm. a rabbit's carcass as she's walking back to the house after this night.
0: And because everything's so chronologically fucked, like, you think about that, and they show it, like, outside of that, too, because it's, like, Mm -hmm. you think about that when she's dismembered this man yes
1: when she's enacting her final revenge yeah because you know i like we... who's a fucking wolf you exactly know? You know. exactly mm-hmm. um and and i mean you see you know whatever she she whacks him on the head which is like her ultimate plan but then like it, that's not enough um And she ends up having to choke him with her bare hands and kind of like watch his face while he dies. It's so brutal. Um, Yeah, and it's so fucking, it's so awful. And you watch her kind of like scream afterward. And like, well, she doesn't throw up until she's until she's like cutting him up. Yeah, until she until God, this like beautiful like full body cast, um, of this stunning.
0: It's Neil Shockey.
1: Yes. And, and she hangs... She strings it up and slits his throat. She can drain all the blood out. She's obviously done a lot of research on
0: mm-hmm.
1: how to dispose of a body. Hopefully, like, at the library or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah. Um, on a public computer. Yeah. You know what? I She seems to have been very thorough about this, <laughs> so I yeah. trust that she has um covered her tracks. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we watch her... Just scream after you know she's had to kill him. You know we watch her vomit after she's you know strung up his corpse and slit its throat so she can drain all the blood out. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see how like this is awful. Like this is a very disgusting business, and she does not feel she does not feel good about it. No, no, no. It's there's Let's no catharsis the in this. I mean, she has her moment where she whacks him in the head. You know, it's like her moment that mm-hmm. she probably built up in her head. But there's so much more. And she doesn't, have even happen. in that moment,
0: I don't think she feels very, like, it's so juxtaposed from like, you know, Central Park, Ms. 45, Thana, with like the, you know, the, the circle Nunchucks of dudes man. that she just,
1: yeah. And then you have, yeah, you have Violation where it's just her and this guy. It's miserable. This it's guy that she's miserable. known since they were children. Yeah. And like, they clearly do love each other. Like, they care for each other. And he's not, I mean, like, you know,
0: make no mistake, like, he raped her in that scene. No, and I
1: mean, like, you see this scene of her, you know, doing this brutal revenge and really enacting, like, terrible violence. Mm-hmm. But then you also see the violence of her confronting him about this the next day. Um, Ugh, and yeah. he won't acknowledge it. Which, it does not show that until very later in the film. So, yeah. like, the
0: scaffolding of this of this movie and what it makes you confront... Because you've seen his account. You've seen, like, her her brutal act. And then at this point, you're like, well, is this really justified or whatever? Like, he's, like, a good dude, quote unquote. Which, like, that's how rape is, right? Rape is usually done by, like, people you know, people you trust. And then, you know, or, like, yeah, maybe someone that's your friend. And, like, someone comes to you and like, well, that person sexually assaulted a rape man. You're like, wow, oops, is that my buddy? Yeah. Wait a second.
1: Yeah, and the aftermath of it is, like, somehow worse, is, is like, continually worse than, like, yeah. what happened, where, like, yeah, she confronts him about it, he kind of says, whoa, whoa, he says, like, don't do that. It's, like, a like threat. Yeah, like, he's saying, like, oh, don't lie about it, um, like, he basically accuses her of lying about it, and you kind of watch, she, you know, she tries to, like, confront him reasonably about it. Um, She's upset. Yeah. She's disturbed. And and I mean, she kind of says, like, I'm not trying to like tell Greta about it. I'm just, I just want to talk to She's you processing. about this. You raped me. Yeah. I'm processing with you because I right. care about you and, and I he love you. Won't, and he won't hear it. And yeah. so, and you kind of, you watch her walk out and the camera lingers with him for a long time.
0: It's like trying to figure out what he's about, I feel like. Yeah, trying
1: to, like, he's thinking about it now and you don't know what he's thinking, but he's thinking about it now. I mean, like he might be thinking, how am I going to damage control this? He might be thinking, did I really do that? We don't know. We
0: don't, we don't know. And it could be all of it. I mean, it doesn't tell us. And it's definitely like a situation where it's like, yeah, we've heard his side or whatever, quote unquote. Um, We've seen kind of how he's perceived it or at least how he wants to perceive it. And then, you know, we've also seen in this moment with her where she confronts him, like just the power dynamic is so naked. And just, like, Mm -hmm. even in this, right, where he's not, oh, a famous celebrity who's been in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) or whatever, um, the power dynamic is really
1: easy to perceive. Like, Mm -hmm. she has
0: not a leg to stand on. If anyone were to come out swinging, he would win.
1: Right. And she's she's a
0: difficult person. She's not an easy person to believe. She's a difficult person, but also, like, it's just, like, a really kind of gendered moment in that way, too, where it's, like, we wouldn't believe her. You know, like we just I just feel like we wouldn't really believe her. No, I mean like the husband of the sisters who we would believe. You yeah. Know? <laughs> just, yeah. But yeah, also they they complicate her character on purpose, I think, to make it kind of muddy. Right. Um and not in a way that ever makes us doubt her. Like we as the audience fully understand what happened. And not
1: in a way that he's necessarily like targeted her because of that no, or anything. Not at it's all. just
0: it's something that happens. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um and that's the other thing that feels uh very like apt for like when they they do the nature motif and everything and they Mm -hmm. they keep returning to nature it's just this idea of like you know what like we're not noble there is no moral code like we're fucking animals dude yeah we suck like we're just fucking animals and we rape and we do this and we do Mm -hmm. that and we eat and we have to take a piss like Mm -hmm. that's it that's the end and that's like kind of what this movie is saying which is deeply upsetting to care yeah, for. Yeah,
1: so it's... it's Yeah, and it's so... Especially, like, kind of as things, like, unravel towards the end, you know. Uh, we have her confronting him about it. We have her trying to tell her sister mm-hmm. who gives her anything. I feel like,
0: like I feel like she believes her intensely, though. And I just feel like she won't she give just it to
1: won't, her, though. Yeah, she just won't. I
0: don't feel like she You're, ever doesn't believe her. But she's like, I will not entertain this. Mm-hmm. And well, you can't she doesn't, bring this it's like
1: she doesn't allow it to enter her mind at all, whether she believes it or not. She kind of says, like, oh, of course you're doing this. <laughs> like, just, like of course you're making life really difficult for me.
0: But I feel like she's making, I, I just feel like she's like, she ultimately understands and implicitly believes her. But she's like, you can't say it. Mm-hmm. And how dare you fucking mm-hmm. bring it to me because mm-hmm. then you're bringing shit on my life. And mm-hmm. like, you did that when we were kids, and that's not okay. But now it's really not okay because we're adults.
1: And and I feel like it's like she implicitly believes it because she understands the nature of the relationship between Miriam and Dylan. And all, it's also yeah. like a degree of jealousy, which yeah. Miriam also has. Um, yeah, because both, both Greta sides and of Dylan them. have a good marriage, and Miriam which doesn't. is why
0: I think part of the sexual tension existed on Miriam's side. Oh, totally. Dylan.
1: Yeah. Um, um, no, I think and, you're right. Yeah, I think it's it's like actually comprehending it on like this macro scale that is like okay, but I still think it's your fault.
0: Well, and that's also why I think like, I think about like with, with like how the public confronts, you know, like victims of sexual assault or victims of rape or whatever. It's like a, um, it's an inconvenience to believe that that is true because that is so heinous. Yeah. Like, and in a banal, a banal sense, like, I don't mean like you're a psychopath who rapes someone. It's like, this is just an animal instinct, and no one wants to confront that. And so, like, mm-hmm. I would rather believe um, that you're making it up, or that something else is wrong, mm-hmm. or that, like... Or that... Why would you fucking say that if, if it's true? I don't want or to that fucking Or that you put
1: yourself it. in that position. That was your yeah. fault.
0: There's so many excuses that I'd rather entertain than, like, just the banal reality that, like, people rape. Right. And, like... It's like, you that mean that sucks. guy?
1: That guy that, like, I kind of like...
0: That guy that, like, I don't know, I had fucking breakfast with one time? Like, it's like, there's nothing about
1: it. I don't want to think that I, like, you know... Only inhuman
0: monsters would do something inhuman. But it's like, no, no, we just aren't human, though.
1: Like, we've built up,
0: like, this idea of what human means, and it's a complete construct. Just so we will behave with each other, allegedly. Yeah, it's fucking... It's a great movie because it completely, like... It just completely sees your bluff. In that moment, and like with it, upends the entire rape revenge subgenre in that way.
1: And it's also like, I mean, you see, <laughs> and we read an interview with someone who clearly, like, uh, I mean, it's someone who interviewed the filmmakers who clearly had no understanding of Miriam's perspective. Um, I don't know what they understand, but it's not fucking. He shit. definitely like he definitely saw her as like an evil person,
0: and yeah, I do mean, saw a different
1: movie than we did. That's yeah, for sure. and I mean. You do see, like, the final scenes in this movie are rough. Um, mm-hmm. And I, man, I think about this, the scene with the dream. Like, I mean, she actually, it, it, it's framed by this because she tells the sister about the dream in an early scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sister kind of, and, and then sister kind of unloads on her. Um, and she's like, I don't give a shit about your dreams yeah. I don't want to hear about this yes. shit. And then she comes back, and the dream is that, Um, Miriam was in one room and in the next room she heard Greta, um, coughing and choking and she just didn't think anything of it for a while, but then it kept going on. So she went into the next room and saw that she was hanging from a belt. Um, and so, you know, we, you see this in the beginning and then like later on Greta comes into the other room and says, well, did I live? And she says, um, (laughs) she doesn't give an answer. Mm -mm. Um, she says, I, um, I couldn't hold you up and also take the belt off at the same time. And so I didn't want your last memories in this world to be of me panicking. Mm -hmm. So I kept just telling you that it was okay, even though I knew it wasn't going to be okay. And she kind of, she says, like, I thought, like, why, why did I ignore this instead of, um, instead of, checking right away when those moments could have made all the difference and like it, it really feels like in some ways like it it feels like it, it, this holds no bearing on like what actually happened in the story but right. it just feels so like raw and real and like this is really what I this is kind of what I wanted to talk about in the sisters episode was like this feels like so real as like a sisters <laughs> moment or like a you know we're fucking so angry at each other <laughs> like <laughs> but I like, I, I had this, you know, thought about you or I had this dream about yes. you or like,
0: like, I really care about you. Yeah.
1: Like I would like, I would spend the worst moments of my life making sure that you like weren't the, the, like the, the last moments of your life weren't bad. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like I just like, that's kind of the, like, that's the relationship that they have.
0: Well, and I feel like that's kind of like that dream, like yeah, that really it has bearing on like for sure on her character because like the established thing of like she thinks she's a white knight for her sister and like so this proves like kind of her perspective of like that's how she feels, but also
1: right. and that's that's the way that she
0: yeah that's how she sees it, but it's like a very genuine. It's not like white knight is like it's not a great term because it it it. it it feels like there's some sort of, like, righteous... Like, she doesn't feel righteous. She just really loves her sister.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, like, like, White Knight's very masculine, also. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting thing to, yeah, to, to touch on, too. But, like, you know, so and she, And also, like, early on, she says, oh, yeah, they said you were my White Knight. And Caleb says, that sounds this like a white supremacist. <laughs> <I> did. <laughs> Which I feel like yeah, there's then, a lot to unpack there, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um,
0: but, like, you... So you have, like, her, like, raw perspective. And I feel like juxtaposing, like, her monologue of talking about the dream, I really juxtapose it in my mind with um, Dylan's monologue of how he viewed the rape. And so like, obviously like the dream is fictional and the rape was something that really happened, but this is, but, yeah,
1: she's, yeah, this is how they, well, this, this is, is how, how they view see the world. it, but it's also the fantasy of what happened.
0: Yes. And also though, in her fantasy, all she fucking cares about is like, even though like I, her sister calls her on her bullshit early and is like this is about you and like you need to do your shit, um, which I think is an interesting moment because I think that makes her sister like makes Miriam understand. I feel like in that moment she's like I'm gonna kill him, I'm gonna fuck like do you know what I mean? Or or she feels justified mm-hmm. in killing him for her own self. But then like with the with the with the dream like it's like it's a, it's about her sister in a way that's that's kind of pure and genuine and like with Dylan there's something just very selfish on that, right? Like, there's something very selfish and just, like,
1: rotten in a way that is just as human. Honestly, there is something rotten in the sister, too, because this is enacted as revenge against Dylan and the sister, because um, she grinds up Dylan's bones. Yeah, she does. And she puts them in the fucking ice cream that she made for everybody. Yeah, she does. That she stepped in. She stepped in at the fucking clutch moment when Dylan didn't show up. Why didn't Dylan show up? Oh, I can make the ice cream. She puts his bone dust in the ice cream and gives it to everyone, including her sister. Which, like, this is an act of revenge and also an act of violation. Imagine how you would feel. If someone put <laughs> your husband's bone dust in food that you ate, oh my
0: god!
1: Um, when they killed him,
0: like I mean, yeah, that's pretty. That's uh, pretty good. It's
1: very bad, and it's like something where um she like this is like. You see it early on in the movie that Greta unloads on her, tells her, you know, you never did any of this shit for me. Don't act like you did. Yeah, this is for you. She goes into the kitchen, starts to make the ice cream, and she looks over at the bag she's brought with her, which, like, she did bring it with her in the first place, but that seems to be the moment where she decides that she's going to do that. Mm -hmm.
0: She's Um, like, yeah, this is for me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, she, then, like, later on, she, you know, as they're talking about, you know, Greta comes back around and says... Okay, so what was his dream? And she's already done this by then. It's already the bones all in the done. The bones are in the ice cream. Um, and like, and she still like gives this really emotional, like, recollection of like you know of her dream, her kind of fantasy about like about how she took care of her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, like even in her last moments. And this is like very narcissistic, yes, because like yeah, she's thinking about like. Yes, I I was so selfless <laughs> in this moment <laughs> where you were dying. <laughs> and, yeah. Um,
0: but it's like in that moment, though, like her sister is kind of, I don't know, like I feel like her sister has to choose from, I mean, her sister didn't hear the recollection of the rape from Dylan's perspective, but like almost like I feel like in that moment, even though like her sister has no idea what happened, like Greta does not know in that moment though, she's still, she's choosing her sister because it's like mm-hmm. in this fantasy, like I am here and like, I am kind of tantamount. And in this other fantasy with my husband, like, I think she senses like, I am not that. Yeah, Like I, I don't have that place. Um, and like, whether it's real or not, like, I don't even have that with this person, but I yeah. do have it with this person. Yes. yes. Um, and, and, and I love that cause it's like such a visceral, like, Yeah, like a blood connection, right? Like, something that you would have with, like, your family. Yeah, she
1: says, like, just everything about this scene, man. Yeah, like, she responds to it with, I love you. And, like, the way she says it, like, feels like, yeah, of course. Of course I fucking love you.
0: Like... It's literally, like, it felt so, like, you know, like, my sister and I, like, having absolute screaming matches when we were kids. And then, like, ten minutes later, like, my sister's like watching Law and Order in the living room yeah. and I go in, I'm like, Hey what's up, what's on? Yes, yes, we don't absolutely. I love you. Just it's picking applied. it back up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: it. Yeah. And fucking yeah. Dylan, who is he?
0: Exactly. Who is he, ultimately. Exactly. Even like in like literally, like it's been implied he's a childhood friend. Like they go yeah. way back. And yeah. he he ultimately does not stack up. No. Um,
1: which is honestly but deeply comforting. It also is it Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is mm. also like but you can't trust it because no. He's not there in that moment because Miriam killed him. Well, and <laughs> I mean that,
0: yeah, and that's kind of the whole back to the whole thing of like we let's not go through proper channels anymore. Like slash the tires or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like do
1: do the stupid yeah. country you song have to do it moral yourself, or whatever. man.
0: Um but like, you know, yeah, in that if he were in that moment, it would be a different conversation. But like he's not because we've taken it into our own hands and right. we've ground him into right. into And this and this
1: is where like the ending And the ending is is funny to me now because, you know, (laughs) you can see us yelling about this on Twitter if you want to. But um, this interviewer, (laughs) when he was talking to the filmmakers. To their faces. To their faces. By the way. (laughs) Fully in front of God and everyone. Yeah. Says that, uh you know, he perceived the ending as her kind of fucking... He says it was kind of a Mona Lisa smile, which, like... But then he's like, but because she got away with it in the end, and she's so happy she did. So I was like, this is not like a Mona Lisa smile, it sounds like she's fucking twirling her mustache or whatever. Also,
0: like, just unhinged. Yeah, there's so much to unpack, because it's like... Yeah. That's not what a Mona Lisa smile is. Also, like, Mona Lisa <laughs> smile is kind of a weird thing to say anyway, because it's a very, like... I don't know, it's an interesting phrase to use because it's like, it applies some sort of weird, essential, esoteric nature of women, which I find problematic.
1: It's very interesting in this context, (laughs) for sure. Would
0: never pull that. Like, I literally, like, this time around, because I had read that review and got all fucking furious. Got all heated. And I rewound that ending, because it's like, it is... I see that ending and it's like 40 seconds on this actor's face. And I swear to God, I don't know if this is true at all, but in my head Canon of this film, they shot it and they weren't going to keep all that in, mm. but she fucking
1: she was giving it
0: out. Like she's like, hell yeah, I'm nailing it. It was Madeline Sims fewer. Yeah, she yeah. starred in it and, and fucking direct, like co-directed and co-wrote. Hello. um, And I think they're like, whoa, holy shit, you nail, there's so many things that are happening. Like, I took There is so stills. much that's happening. None of it's Mona Lisa, by the way, I will say. No. None of it's evil, I got away with no. it, by
1: the way. No. And I mean, I do think that there's a, I do think that there is an element of it to she seems to have gotten away with she it. She does seem to have gotten she away with it. She seems to have gotten away with it. Um. She has mm-hmm. what she wants in this moment. She's gotten her revenge and she also has her sister back. Yeah. And also he's gone. But there's also just, like, a what now. Yeah, there's a what now. And there's a what have I done. What have I done?
0: Absolutely, what have I done? Especially after after the sister.
1: After she and the sister just pick back up and she has done this thing.
0: And it's, like, back to that question of, like, 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 am I a good person?
1: Yeah. Am I a good person? Also, has she gotten away with it? Like, really, like, she might not be going to jail. Sure. (laughs) Like, she might not be getting convicted of this murder, but he's still gone, and something's going to come of that. Something will happen. She's still going to have to deal with that.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, she's not... She's definitely not in a good place. This film has never, first of all, advocated for her behavior, um... And also shown that she's in a good place from it. She doesn't no, feel good no, about it. No, this is I mean,
1: not healthy. <laughs> like
0: that scene where she sees, she's at the hotel and she sees a man yelling at a woman mm-hmm. and she completely projects onto that moment and starts screaming at this man. And to the point where the woman is like, hey, please stop, please stop. And you don't know what's happening. Like it's a really interesting scene because it's like, that dude might very well
1: be abusive or something. like Yeah. And it's I mean bad. like, and really it like bad. fucking over under on the situation. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: It seems absolutely like that's what's happening, but also she's going off in a way that's like, okay. That's not healthy for anyone. You're, it's not good for anyone. It's not helping anyone. It's literally not helping the situation at all. Yeah.
1: um, And, and really like, you know, that's kind of where like intentions comes into this, like really seriously mm-hmm. where like, I, I do feel like, you know, when she's being asked, am I a good person when she's or when she's trying to ask, am I a good person when she's, uh, you know, when I like kind of say like, she seems to be interested in like what she's doing, whether it's right or not, you know, whether it's the right thing to do or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like, you know, when somebody says like, am I a good person? Am I doing what's right? They're kind of trying to be like, I'm acting. I'm trying to act according to my intentions, which are good. My intentions are good. At least to me. To me. My intentions are good in my mind. Um, So shouldn't good things come from my actions when they're based on my intentions, which are good?
0: Well, and that's Um, the the whole thing about, like, back to the whole, like, animal perspective mm -hmm. and just, like, nature. It's like, they're just rendering that absolutely pointless. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, and it
1: seems like no one's intentions have any connection to the outcome of their actions. No,
0: they're completely unhinged from whatever, like... And it's like... Yeah, is that like that's such a futile question to ask it, am I good? like mm-hmm. stop doing that no like, that's it, just it means not gonna nothing. work out for it, you it means
1: absolutely nothing
0: you've ground a man's bones into ice cream like we've we've gone so far off the yeah <laughs> off the beaten well, and, path. And, and,
1: and was that good or not Was it good or not? I mean... I mean, no. No. <laughs> a pretty fucked up thing to do. There are so many
0: vitamins, though, I will say. It is You know what? Yeah, it's not going to hurt anybody. It's going to die. Look at, I mean, like, it's obviously objectively bad, but it's But also... what if they never know? What if they never know? And if you think about, like, the foil of, like, Dylan versus Miriam, where Dylan, Dylan rapes a woman alone in the woods and that is his transgression and her transgression, I guess is murdering him, but also like is nourishing a community against their consent. And so it's a very interesting difference in, in sins here. Um, Again, not right or wrong. And like the whole point of this movie is kind of unraveling the concept of sinning or whatever. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Totally. I mean, what if you, what if you fuck someone because you thought that they were into it, but they were actually sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. What if you feed someone bones in their ice cream, but they never know?
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I asking mean,
1: some pretty fucked
0: up would you rather questions. And it feels it feels silly to think about like, well, one of those might be accidental and one of them might not. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, you should probably know if someone's into when you're fucking them. Like, that that's the be thing.
1: That's bones. the thing. Like, he seems to have not been into the idea that she wasn't consenting. But he also didn't bother to obtain consent, especially in a really weird situation where you really should. Like, he did not do what he needed to do.
0: And this film- And he also,
1: like, given another chance to make it right- Didn't. Didn't. And this film- Specifically, like, decided to kind of, like- Double down on it. Yeah. And, like, kind of, uh, I don't know what the, like, I don't know what the word is, like- like, to put up, like, extra defenses against it where he kind of becomes aware, like, okay, but I have the power in this situation and I get to decide that, you know, mm-hmm. this isn't true. hmm What you're saying.
0: Well, and the the film doesn't, like, it's not very, like, it's not moralistic about it. Like, it it is, like, very, like, it exists in a gray area. Like, it objectively is, like, this was rape and this happened and it was rape. Yes. But, like characters feel real they feel like people and like it's not trying to say because like there's so much like conversation now about like sex and film and like what can be shown what's not allowed to be shown you know feel like sex and film mustn't be instructional for how sex happens in God. real life and like this film has a lot to say about sex and consent and like humans but it doesn't have it, it it's not saying it like that like I do feel the need to say like it is not saying there's no cheat sheet for how to fuck someone yeah Um. and it isn't trying to do that it's yeah. just. It's I making mean, we commentary also, on we people we also
1: have like a complicated moment where Miriam directly after this night where she's raped um, goes to her husband who she hasn't had sex with in over a year mm-hmm. and tries to have sex with him Mm-hmm in a way that's very coercive.
0: It doesn't go well.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's like, you know, he's kind of he's aware that she's just doing this because she's drunk because maybe something weird happened. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like she's basically like come from like not being in the room all night to being, you know, on top of him and saying she wants to fuck. Yeah. Um and he's not into it and he tells her multiple times and she still keeps trying until he kind of like shoves her off and ro- and walks away. And it's like I don't know if you can say that that is assault what she does to him because it's murky. Mm-hmm. Um it's something where you know, yeah, she shouldn't be doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um and I mean, like, it's kind of something where, like, they probably shouldn't be together because, like, they shouldn't still be together because, right. like, of this relationship, the, of, of this kind of, like, sexual relationship they have. And, um, and it is something where, like, she partially does this because she's trying to process what's just happened to her. Right. And, and- that's the
0: thing. It's not like, yeah, is it right or wrong?
1: Neither of those things It's not It's just violence Begets violence Kind of It's like Like, an animal
0: instinct Of her trying to make sense of it
1: Yeah And he just gets caught in it And it's not great
0: It's not good No No And it's not necessarily justified, but also, like, that is not the point of the scene. Like,
1: poor Caleb. Everybody else is, like, very, uh, obviously guilty of some things. (laughs) Caleb is just chilling.
0: Caleb's completely, yeah, like, very removed. But I really think it's because, like, yeah, this is, like, firmly from the perspective of, like, Miriam, right? Like, the only reason we ever get Dylan's perspective is because she doms it out of him when he thinks he's getting sex. right. so you know, and she understands her sister intrinsically because right. they're sisters. Yeah, the um, only
1: reason why we get Gre- Greta's perspective is because I mean Miriam's interested in it.
0: Yeah, and because she she on some level sisters, does really so understand they interact. her. Yeah, but like Caleb, we don't because it's the end, and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a compelling kind of it's the end as opposed to like. I mean, I hate to, but yeah, like men or whatever like where i don't feel like it's compelling you just
1: don't get anything out of that relationship where you do kind of understand you understand caleb's appeal as a person you understand kind of the relationship that seems like a great dude and you do
0: feel like there's a ghost of something there yes absolutely there's there's something
1: that is um there's something that's implied it doesn't feel like a caricature but it does feel like he's purposefully um
0: I think he's purposefully held at arm's length because she's like, I'm I'm done with this person and I don't...
1: Right. And he's done with her too. I mean, is, like, yeah. it's something where, like, they're just, it's just something where sometimes it happens in relationships that you're, it's run its course, whatever's happened's happened, but for whatever reason you're not, neither of you is willing to let go yet.
0: Right. And we don't get to see, um, we don't get to see what
1: makes that happen. Like, no. towards,
0: at the end, she's clearly alone like her sister
1: yeah that's true and her sister Greta even says like you guys when um she says something about like inviting Mm -hmm. Miriam Mm -hmm. so it's something where like they probably haven't spoken she might not even know
0: yeah because they're estranged whether they're together
1: anymore or not
0: it's just such a good like character study but also just like yeah looking at like the relationships between characters, like, from one person's point of view.
1: Yeah. And this is something where, um, also in this horrendous interview, the interviewer asks them something like, how the hell did you get anyone to make this movie with you? And it's such a rude question. <laughs> I don't... And yeah. it, but it also, like, I love it in some <laughs> ways because this is a really difficult movie. And it you have is. to ask yourself kind of, like, man who wants to watch this movie? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, like what, what like is the purpose of it? Like, you know, who is it for? And I mean, us, obviously. Um, this is one of my favorite musicians has like said something kind of similar about like, I don't know who I'm making music for. (laughs) And I'm like me, (laughs) me. (laughs) me, it's me. And, uh, yeah, I feel the same way about this movie, is that, like, man, God, it's so fucking good and there's so much to it, but yeah, man, it it's so good, I love so much the idea mm-hmm. of making a movie that, like, it's not gonna be for most people, but the people it is for, they they understand it, they get it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, like, I don't feel like this movie, like, this movie is, like, yeah, I think it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's not trying to be...
1: I don't think it's trying to be like, it's just like, Hey, we're going to talk about this thing. that's really hard to talk about. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. I mean, like when you get into it, most people don't want to deal with the reality of abuse.
0: Well, and that's why I think like this movie is hard to watch. And I'm like, a lot of people might not watch this, but like, I really would encourage you to like do it. I would encourage you to actually watch it. Yeah, It is a very good, in a way that like, I might not for like other films that are like, fucked up and like a fun romp like i might Mm -hmm. not like say like you really need to sit down and watch the sadness even though i loved it (laughs) yeah i Um, love the
1: sadness but i recognize it's not for everybody but
0: like violation like i think that like a lot of people could get a lot out of it but like yeah it's not gonna be like a popular blockbuster like halloween kills and like shout out to like fucking shutter which is how we can see some of this shit absolutely they get i think they get it they're like we're here for this like weird shit that like isn't for everyone else and it's not just because it's horror because like that's blumhouse dude but like shudder is like let's get that weird shit that's like actually saying something. Yeah I and love that. and
1: this is the nature of horror too is to make you sit with something that's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And you know, like you get a little bit of a treat sometimes where you get to see somebody's sawing up a corpse <laughs> while you're sitting on its ass.
0: Um, yeah yeah (laughs) like where i'm
1: like oh uh, this is fun for me okay this is fun for me personally yes so if you're into horror that stuff is like kind of a payoff a little bit like right um but also like that's what the genre is about is you know kind of sitting with things that are disgusting and awful and we don't want to think about them we normally don't want to think about them
0: exactly and this one does it i think pretty well
1: so well and like it, it's really it's really hard to watch
0: it's pretty it's pretty nasty and like not just like yeah like practical effects like we talked about but just like yeah like seeing this is these sisters like seeing this one sister like literally not want to hear that like her sister was raped by her husband like that
1: sucks dude mm-hmm. like that is not a scene you want to sit through mm-hmm. Um, if your sister takes you out in the middle of the lake and tells you, <laughs> I have to tell you something that's it's going to make you really upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing good is coming. No. Um,
0: yeah. And I think it's just like, it's just a really, really well done movie. And like, yeah, the, it is slow moving and like, there's things that are like kind of artistic about it, but in a way that feel very, um, I don't know, like, gratifying, I guess. And, like, you can kind of understand and sit with it. Um, not to say, like, I don't think that everything needs to, like, serve a linear plot or whatever. Because this film certainly does not serve a linear plot. No, not at all. But I think you can kind of vibe. Like, you just understand what's happening.
1: Yeah, honestly, I feel like it, it has you it has you sit with things and like, you can kind of go along with the ride. You don't need to necessarily like be interpreting every shot. No, um, no, no, no. I mean, some of the shit
0: like we've talked about today, I'm like, I'm just kind of saying off the cuff, like it doesn't, it's not necessarily true, but that's the thing I love. I love when something like doesn't, spoon feed you something. You can kind of talk about it and be like, what if it meant this? Or what about this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, you know, like I said, I think this bears a lot of similarities to Antichrist, um, which I think in itself is, like, kind of, at least to me, a little more, like, enigmatic. Like, I don't have as much of a, like, personal reading from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mean, I, I like that movie. It's really good. And... Like very beautiful in lots of ways and, and also like really really ugly In kind of the same ways as this one is mm-hmm. And I mean I don't necessarily recommend you Watch Antichrist I would recommend you watch This one before you watch Antichrist honestly <laughs> um, But yeah like I mean it, It's something where like if you've Heard stuff about that movie being good This one is like Doing a lot of the same things and Playing with a lot of the same Concepts mm-hmm. I mean, uh, like, I know that rape revenge is in everybody's cup of tea, and I totally understand. But also, you know what? Rape is part of the world, just like every other facet of horror is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hate to bury, I hate to bury the subgenre kind of under a bushel because um, it, it deserves to be talked about. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, getting hacked up by Michael Myers does. Such a everyday truth that we all have to fight and deal <laughs> you with. You know, <laughs> we all struggle. for awareness. <laughs> we all struggle with that as well. Everybody knows someone who was hacked up by Michael Myers <laughs> in Haddonfield on Halloween. One in three people <laughs> have been hacked up by Michael I Myers. I hope I go that way, honestly. Uh, yeah. So... Um, thanks for chilling with us for this episode. I think this is going to be a really long one. So thanks for chilling. Oh yeah! Just the most brutal of episodes. Yeah, this, dude. This episode is torture porn. And we <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> thanks for getting tortured with us, guys. <laughs> and um, thanks to Claire C. Holland for um, her book of horror-themed poems. That's our namesake, which is called "I Am Not Your Final Girl." You can follow her at Claire C. Writes on Twitter and uh, buy her book called "I Am Not Your Final Girl," where they sell books. Thanks to Brian Demarest for our show artwork, and you can follow him at Evil Flynn on Instagram. And um, he takes commissions also, so if you're interested in that, hit him up. Thanks to Pat Spurlock for being technical and emotional support, and you can follow him at Phantom Stranger on Facebook. And thanks to Morbidly Beautiful, our network, which has all of our shows on it, and also other cool horror shows that you can listen to, please check out the other shows in the network and check out some horror writing that they have on the site as well. It's morbidlybeautiful.com and thank you to Ariel Dyer for our show song that is at the beginning and that you're about to hear again. It's called Under Your Skin and you can get it in any of the places where music happens uh, Apple Music, Spotify uh, you can buy it on Bandcamp for money and um Thanks to you guys. Thank you for listening to us as always and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.